Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 135 of Game Time with Manny. I'm pretty sure it's 135, but I didn't change this number. Uh... Yes, it is 135 this time. Uh, that's where we are. As always, yes. I am here with Matt. Hello. Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, first off, I just want to say I get something. OK. Yeah. You know, the, the PlayStation app. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why, but all of a sudden this week, it decided that it needed to inform me every time you signed online. Oh, nice. And I thought I just just out of nowhere, all of a sudden I just started getting notifications that every time you're I'm like, I don't think I need to know every time Manny's playing. I assume Returnal. I was playing Returnal. So the cool thing that Returnal does is I accidentally turned on system level notifications for that. Mm. And it'll tell me every time someone on my friends list is playing it and where they are, because you're supposed to be able to find them and like, oh, take stuff off their body or like do something. But the online has been broken since launch and you've Mm. never been able to actually see anyone. But I still get all these notifications. (laughs) And that's really great and happens constantly. (laughs) See, I had to dig through the menus and be like, okay, how do I turn this off? And for some reason, it just like automatically turned on, like notify me when you went online. That's weird because I I hate that. Like the fact that you couldn't turn that off originally on the PS3 drove me nuts. And so the when they on the PS4 were like, oh, you can not have this. I was like, oh, immediately do that. I don't ever need to know when someone is logging on. Don't you want a phone notification though? No, but it would drive me nuts because I would go over to Nukio's Mm -hmm. and it would just constantly, he had like over a (laughs) hundred friends and it would just be like, oh, this person signed on, this person signed off. And it was like, doesn't that like, isn't that obnoxious to you? And he's like, no, I like knowing. And I was like, why do you care, (laughs) dog? Like, if you're just like, if you want to play a game with me, just like text me or Mm -hmm. like. Yeah, just go to the menu and be like, "Oh, are they on?" Like, I don't need to know. I'm in the middle of playing a fucking game. I don't need to know if you're on and on. Like, what? I definitely don't need a phone notification. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why all of a sudden. And it was just you. It was just you every time. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. And only Scott and uh, someone else I know personally uh, mm. were playing Returnal, and so I just like get the same notifications over and over of them dying in the first area and trying again. I was going to say, I assume it's just a notification. Hey, this person died and they're starting over again. It's not even that they died. It's just like, they are in this area Mm. and there's only six areas (laughs) and it's like, okay, I I assume that if the online was working, I guess it's working now after Mm. a patch that came out yesterday. Uh, Apparently it was also working pre-launch for game journalists, but (laughs) as soon as it launched, they were like, "Uh, I've never seen it work since then. (laughs) Weird. Um, which that's another thing that like i guess it's kind of like what like spelunky did way back when yeah it is but like it's strange because the ps5 you can tell that they want these social features to be enhanced because they do the same thing with astrobot but it's more like an astrobot it was you would get a notification at the system level if someone beat your speed run time but only Mm -hmm. like someone you know on your friends list and like that's kind of cool Cause that's like what need for speed hot pursuit did back in the day. Like they were trying to do that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, in Returnal, it just seems weird and kind of forced. Like they're really trying to push the activities thing. Mm-hmm. And so like, I bet they'll have some type of thing in ratchet and clank that deals with that too. Um, and, and just like the activity pains in Returnal are 
very prominent as well. So like, I think it's a cool system level feature, but like in return, I'll just feel so forced. Like there's no sure. real reason for it. It's just like, they're like, it's a system level feature. You guys got to fucking use it. It's a first party game, which feels kind of strange, but yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's one of those things where in a couple of years, we'll never hear about it again. No, no. But it's just something right now that like Sony's pushing it because that's what they like to do. Mm-hmm. And and if and you're wondering, if you're wondering, uh, the mic is picking up the dogs barking. I know. I figured they're getting mm-hmm. dinner right now. They're very mm-hmm. hungry and they bark and get very excited when it's dinner time. My brothers, yeah, there they are. They're just doing it. That's mm-hmm. fine. <laughs> so, yep, he, we both own dogs. Well, your brother has dogs. You have cats. Yeah, I have cats, and they're going to knock over that shelf I just built soon. Mm-hmm. But we'll get there when you hear a loud crashing sound and all my games <laughs> fall to the floor. And then Manny will very excitedly exhale. My head will just explode <laughs> live on on the podcast. Yes. Um, but we're going to get into the news. And the first article, I, we mm-hmm. just talked about this a minute ago, but it blew my fucking mind and i thought i was like hallucinating for a second and had to double take the tweet so like there are several people on twitter that always post like leaks and things like that and like so wario 64 juge ex and nebelian and i saw nibel's tweet that was that sony had trademarked sunset overdrive Mm -hmm. and i did a double take in my mind and was like no way like is Matt willing Sunset Overdrive two into existence? And like, so like, a lot of people seem to think that it's unrealistic that it would be Sunset Overdrive two. Um, I don't know that it's unrealistic. I would just say it would be far off if it is happening. Um, I, my thought is exactly basically what Nibel said, uh, but it, it seems like I wouldn't be surprised if they test the market and release like basically like an addition with all the DLC, like uh, just like an enhanced edition or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on the PS4, PS5, see how the sales are and then go from there. Um, because I mean, I know Insomniac does have two different studios. One's in like North Carolina. I think the other one's out in like California or something like that. So it is possible that they're working on something like that. I think it would be hilarious. I really well, do. Uh, oh, I, it would be hilarious. So what I think is interesting is um, you didn't watch the 15 minutes of Ratchet gameplay. No, no. But, but I did have that tweet a couple days before. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but uh, it it really focused on traversal. Mm-hmm. And it was about how like Ratchet can like wall run and use these like fucking rocket shoes and uh, ro- uh, Ratchet rocket Ratchet could always uh, grind on stuff like he couldn't mm-hmm. Sunset Overdrive and like Spider Man they really focus on the traversal and so the weird new stuff in Ratchet seems like oh like that could easily transition into Sunset Overdrive right. and be like an enhancement of what that system was to just like make more traversal options and like have more fun stuff. So I was like, that's weird. They're really way into traversal, but I think it would be hilarious if that stuff just like transferred over to a sunset overdrive too, because they, I, I would assume they enjoyed making it. Like it was like a, the game they wanted to make. And yes. the re- the reason they went to Microsoft was because Sony wanted the IP rights. Mm. And Microsoft did not. They just right. wanted the publishing rights for it. And so Insomniac owns that IP which and that's the reason they didn't go with Sony for it. So I think it, I I mean I would assume that they were it was a passion project, you know what I mean? If they if they wanted to go that route. So I think it would be reasonable if those people liked making that first game they'd want to make a second one. I mean, you look at what they did during the PS3 era with like what Fuse. Yeah. 
and Resistance, the trilogy. This was just like, what if we did the exact opposite of that? Where a lot of people thought it was like overdone and way too stylish and everything. Mm-hmm. But like, I just kind of, I really enjoyed it. And I love the fact that they like, they made a pop punk soundtrack, like an original pop punk soundtrack. Like, you just don't see that in video games. No, yeah, like, I, I think that game had a lot of personality, but I agree yes. with a lot of people and that a lot of it rubs me the wrong way, where it's, like, being, like, very try-hard a lot of the time. But, I mean, that's part of what it's going for, too. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, to a level of, like, ironic in some cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, outside of that, like, it's just, it's got that same Insomniac stuff. Like, it has yeah. really fun, amazing traversal. Uh, it's not a huge world, but it's still really fun to get around and the guns are all fun and interesting. Um, Yeah, like I I think it's a cool game for sure. I wouldn't mind Ratchet and Clank becoming a little bit more like Sunset Overdrive and even calling that a day. Uh, Just because like I do think Ratchet and Clank does have the like better guns. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Which I mean, like, of course they do. They've had like eight different iterations to come up with different gun options and stuff and then they had to come up with like all different options for this new game where so like of course Ratchet and Clank is gonna have the better so yeah but like I mean like you can see like the new the Spider-Man games they definitely took inspiration from like they took what they learned from Sunset Overdrive and applied it to Mm Spider-Man and it makes sense that you're seeing you know Sunset Overdrive and Ratchet and Clank a little bit where you saw Ratchet and Clank in Sunset Overdrive as well so I mean it it all makes sense yeah and it does and like I don't see why they wouldn't Mm -hmm. want to expand the catalog of first party IP you know what I mean like there's no there's no reason that Sony shouldn't have more slightly differing IPs out there I mean even if you want to like argue that it's it's too close to ratchet and clank or something with the weird guns or whatever but like i i mean still yeah it's it's always better to have more ip and -hmm. it's not like they're gonna like half-ass it or anything because it's the first it would be a first party production so like yeah and i i mean when was the last time they half-assed a game well exactly Uh, that was uh, and that was probably more not even that they half-assed it it was probably that they got focus tested into the Mm -hmm. dirt by whatever company was publishing it wasn't it ea I think so, yeah. Which sounds exactly <laughs> like the kind of thing EA would do. So, yep. um, so like, yeah, I don't even think that was as much on them. Yeah, um, yeah. I, but I'm just saying, like, that was probably the last time they had a miss. Yeah, they had a, a game that like was just not for anyone, really. Yes. Uh, I'm just trying to see. Look, yeah, Fuse was EA, so. Uh, yeah, we had a bit of a technical difficulty there for a second, but um, where where we were was that uh, EA did uh, publish Fuse, Fuse. there yes. for Antoniac. So yeah, I mean, they haven't missed in a long time. I, I yeah, yeah. And I just think it's hilarious that a couple weeks ago, as a joke primarily, I said I was going to bring back Sunset Overdrive, and then we get like Sunset Overdrive news. It is... It's weird. It's very weird how that all happened. So Yes, it is. It is very, very strange. And I like how you instantly just messaged me on Twitter about it. I did. As soon as I saw it, I was like, holy shit, it's happening. Matt's, <laughs> Matt's his wishes came true. Um, and the next thing, continuing mm-hmm. on the Sony train, uh, they announced a partnership with Discord where they're going to be trying to integrate it into the PS5 and the mm-hmm. uh, that's cool, um, which is ironic because Microsoft was just in talks to purchase them mm-hmm. uh, 
friendship ended with Microsoft partnership with Sony <laughs> begins, I guess. Uh, or what if know. they all get in on it and then there would just be easy integration, especially with crossplay becoming more and more of a thing. That's ridiculous. That would never happen. Can we, can we think maybe? Uh, no, because of the leaked documents from the uh, Epic lawsuit where Sony was trying to charge people for crossplay. So, so no, we can't live in that world, Matt. Sony won't allow it. They tried, though. They didn't succeed. Uh, well, no, it seems like they are succeeding. Largely. Oh, they are succeeding? Oh, good. I mean, good. like, there's still not a lot of cross-platform games that are just, like, seamless and work well. Sure. I would say. So, we'll see how that pans out in the long run. I played something. Oh, that wasn't... Okay, never mind. Outriders, but Nukio and Justin were playing that on PC, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, there's not much to that. Yeah. Uh, it is going to start early next year, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you put this next one on here, which I, oh boy. Uh, yeah, like a, like there was an earnings call for Blizzard mm-hmm. and apparently they're losing a ton of money. They, yeah. they, and, but the, I thought like the most notable part was they have lost 29% of its active player base in the last three years. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. Uh, but like, you think about it. When was the last time they released a new game? Overwatch. Uh, yeah, and Overwatch has been um, waning over the years. Like Jeff Kaplan just left. Um, well, and that—that's the other thing. I mean, they're just hemorrhaging people. Yeah, they're hemorrhaging people. Um, I have not heard great things about WoW as of late. I mean, it's—I I doubt WoW Classic brought that many people back. Um, like the. Wild Classic Burning Crusade stuff is coming out soon, um, so they might gain a few percentage is back on that for a little bit. But yeah, I mean, I would guess that a lot of that player base that left was from Overwatch, though. Uh, Yeah, probably just because I mean, Starcraft probably had too small of one, and I would bet that World of Warcraft makes up 70% of their active player base in the first place. So like... Probably a good 60. I mean, yeah. not even exaggerated. No, yeah, I, I would assume that's a majority of their player base. Oh, Diablo 3 is probably actually pretty big, too. I didn't think about that. Well, uh, but I mean, Diablo 3 is another one that's, what, 10 years old now? Yeah, but I mean, people still play Diablo 3. Like, people stream it all the time. There's still new seasons for it all the time. Like, people just get in and fuck around in Diablo, so... But yeah, I, I, I I would bet that a lot of those, the majority of that is from Overwatch, and then the leftover is mostly from WoW. Mm. Yeah, most likely and maybe some you know diablo where people just kind of got annoyed that there really yeah, hasn't been old. any more diablo stuff but like i mean when you really think about it i mean like what i mean warcraft was their last game that yeah, was a disaster. Uh, yes which could be why they lost a large portion of people because i think mm-hmm. that made people lose faith that they would always put out like the mm-hmm. best product they could that was accessible to as many people as possible like that was a crime mm-hmm. uh that that for a, such a beloved game that was a wild shit show and just like the stuff about anything you create in there they own mm-hmm. and all that weird bullshit just so they don't have another dota situation like i oh and i i always forget they have heroes of the storm i bet a lot no one is playing heroes of the storm either <laughs> so yeah uh and it, it, like, I bet they will get a lot more people back. Uh, every time there's a new WoW expansion, they will get 
people to come back even if they don't like it that just means they'll fall off early but they'll always get a lot of people back for that when diablo 2 fucking comes out again it's gonna pop the fuck off for them because people were really positive about that beta Mm -hmm. everybody loves diablo 2 so i would guess that's gonna fucking do a lot for them i expect overwatch to have a bump and then within three months it'll just drop off again uh, I mean, I Overwatch Two is not even coming out till twenty twenty two, anyway. So, it's well, I know, but I'm before that. But I'm just saying, like, when it does come out, I do not expect it to have the same cultural impact the first one did. No, I do not either. Where like the first one took the world by storm, and I think it won the game awards, like the game of the year that year. Mm-hmm. It was my game of the year that year. So, would it still be the game of year of the year for that year? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it was just a big thing, and I played it a trillion hours. Sure. That was before I hated it, so you know. It's, yeah. I was just wondering if, like, the fact that you hate it now has like clouded your judgment at all, or if you can. No, I just, I mean, that's was more of a personal thing, right? Like, it's yeah. just my, I would just get angry at it at a certain sure. point, and it's just like at that point, I had burned out anyway. So <clears throat> I don't know. I got, I got enough playtime out of that hundreds sure. of hours. So uh, the next news thing here was hype for me. Uh, it was alluded to that on today, May 7th, there would be the announcement of a new Judgment game. We talked about how they had been showing Twitter clips every couple of days of what appeared to be a new game. Uh, yesterday, Sony fucked that up uh, and they accidentally put it up on the Japanese PSN store and then they took it down but people were able to screenshot it. And then today they said, hey, guess what, homeboys? Judgment 2, Lost Judgment, coming out September 24th worldwide. Let's go. I mean, I I understand why they have to, but there's no point in if you accidentally put it up and then taking it down. It's already out there. People have already taken screenshots. It's going around Twitter. At this point, I feel like... Microsoft and Sony, their stores are competing to see who can leak games faster the past couple months. At that point, <laughs> I just feel like Sega needs to just be like, let's just announce it now. Well, but they had they had a whole stream planned that was like explaining the gameplay. But that's stuff. what I mean. Like, just, just bump it up. Because like all you're doing is delaying it just for delaying its sake. Well, but Everyone I mean, it was, it, was, it was a day beforehand. You know what I mean? Like it was they had already had that stuff planned. It's not even worth it on their part. Like if they are doing the live stream from like a place with a studio audience, which they did. Oh, they had, it was a live. Stream? Yeah, it was. Yeah, oh, okay. it was a live stream. There was no way they could have done it because they like talked to negotiate. <laughs> I assume it. it was all pre-recorded. No, and... no, 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 no. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it was it was a live stream. So that was the stuff that I thought was really interesting was the, the trailer's five minutes long and I couldn't find the Japanese version, which really pissed me off. So it was all dubbed. Mm. Uh, but I still watched it anyways. It looks fucking sick. It is all about solving mysteries. Uh, someone that is close to them dies. Uh, all all the people that were in his original crew are there mm-hmm. um, and it takes place in, largely in Kamurocho but then in the stream part afterwards they talked about how it will also take place in Yokohama and uh, I saw him on a skateboard going off a half pipe <laughs> so they are adding parkour over buildings as a large component of it which sounds like it could be really cool but he can skate Yagami can skateboard around I think that's fucking sick Uh and they Nagoshi said when asked 
Yakuza will continue to be a turn-based RPG and Judgment mm. will go forward being uh, the old brawler style combat. Uh, I saw a lot of people get really upset about this. I think that is the best of both. Like that's the yes. best thing for everyone. I think mm-hmm. because if the main reason you liked Yakuza was because of that combat, you still get to be in Kamurocho. You still get to interact with like Yakuza type people because they, they talk about the, the Lumang and like some of the gangs from uh, Yakuza seven. Like, so there are still like Chinese mafia and Yakuza around and they interact with yagami and stuff um so like i i don't know man and like if you if you didn't like a turn-based game i mean the story that you were used to in yakuza is over like despite the fact that some of those characters from the old games were guests in the new one Mm -hmm. it is largely about a new cast of characters and and it was about like letting go of those other characters i think it was the reason they were uh in it in the first place also i mean like there were seven of them there were seven of them oh well, yeah yeah and you know so i mean like they burnt out on doing that old traditional yakuza yes and that that's fine and like yeah. kiryu's story is over the, mm-hmm. the especially with the, what happens in yakuza 7 like it, it is about ichiban now yes and that's fine with me so like i that's why i don't get why people are so upset about it not being yakuza like judgment is close enough to yakuza except that it's also a murder mystery Mm -hmm. so like unless you just are so opposed to a fucking murder mystery that you don't want to play judgment it just seems like everybody wins here like people who like the brawler combat people who like the turn-based combat like you everybody wins i don't know to me that seems cool but they're excited and they said that every game going forward they will try to shoot for a worldwide release Mm, and and so um this one will be september 24th as i already said but uh i'm i'm psyched man this is my year dog this this is it (laughs) yeah fucking uh, 2019 was your year 2020 was my year 2021 (laughs) has been your year yeah i'm so fucking like the amount of jrpgs i'll get to play this summer and then Mm -hmm. like in the fall if nintendo announces some wild shit like breath of the wild 2 and like this this comes out like holy shit dude Mm -hmm. i'm fucking i'm stacked this year i'm set (laughs) <laughs> and, and for me i'm just like ah uh, i got basically the today something came out and then i have nothing until august hey do not say that mass effect comes out next friday but like i've played mass effect yes but now you can play them again and you will like it i liked it before yeah but you'll like it again <laughs> So, like, I mean, I know there's Ratchet and Clank in there, but, like, yeah. I don't have a PS5, That's and I true. gave up on that dream. Shut up. Horizon Zero Dawn 2 is coming out this year. PS4. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just saying, like, you... Yeah, you'd... but that's that's after August. Yeah, that's in the fall. I know. I'm just saying... But I'm saying, fall. like, I've got, like, a good three-month chunk here where I can just play PS3 games. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you can just play Assassin's Creed 1 that whole time. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, so yeah, that's cool. Judgment, uh, that's tight. That means they're yes. making that into a franchise. So now they can alternate between Judgment and Yakuza. Never get too burned out on one style. Uh, and they pump out games like it's fucking nothing. Yearly, it seems. It's like. ridiculous. I mean, for a while there, they were pr- 
cranking out two here in the states. <laughs> yeah, in the states. So now at least if they shoot for a worldwide release, it will just mm-hmm. be like oh one a year, or every one every two years or whatever. Yes. It won't just seem as insane where they were like we're just gonna localize all of them for you guys <laughs> like all at once. Okay, is that good? Mm-hmm. You're like, I mean, it is, but holy shit, Yakuza games are bloated. They're so filled with content. Like, come on, man, I can only handle so much here. Yeah, I got to get through three, four, and five because they're all on. They're all on Game Pass, so mm-hmm. I can. Which I guess you can play that. Uh, I have. To, I now have to buy a physical copy of that collection because I have my shelf of PS4 games back there, mm-hmm. and it seems wrong to mm-hmm. have Yakuza Zero. Kiwami, Kiwami 2, and 6, 6, 7, and 0. Like, it seems wrong. So I feel like I have to complete them all on one platform. Sure. <clears throat> you could just move your PS3 discs over, couldn't you? I could. I mean, I, I have the, I have, uh, actually, no, 5 was only ever released digitally here. Oh, okay. So I only have 3 and 4, and then 5 Well, not digital. anymore. It is now physical. Now it is physical, yes, yes, yes. But before, uh, for PS3, it was not. Uh, oh. They weren't even going to localize it. Sony paid Sega to localize that. So, mm. um, that's why it was digital only. I wonder if they had to relocalize it then. Uh, I doubt it. If I, I, just I, want... I think they they might have. I don't know that they paid to localize it. I think they paid for like an exclusivity window. Mm. Even though, why would you do that? Because <laughs> it wasn't coming out on Xbox anyway. Sure. Uh, yeah, that's weird. weird. Yeah. Um. The next one here, E3, getting bigger. I might actually have to take off from work now uh, because now they are adding Sega, Square, Gearbox, Bandai Namco, Exceed, and all your favorites that I didn't list here, like Verizon. Um, <laughs> and a couple other just like dumbass companies that I was like, I don't fucking care about Okay, this. I'm pretty... I, I, I would say I'm pretty knowledgeable about the video game industry, maybe, yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't you say? Yeah. What is Exceed? This is a joke, right? They are one of the most prominent uh, companies that localizes JRPGs in the U.S. They local they generally localize Falcom games. Okay, you can understand why I didn't know who that is. I I can yes. Okay, I know you are a huge fan of Little King Story and uh, Trails of Cold Steel. Um, I don't. I bet. I haven't played a single one of these. That games. is one hundred percent true. You would never have played a single Exceed game. I'm just kind of going through this list. I have heard of Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. Oh, Exceed did localize that. Holy shit! Yeah, that's true. They will probably oh. also. Oh shit! Oh man, that because they do not. They uh, they used to do cold steel now nis does um but since they did grand blue fantasy versus i wonder if they will get to do grand blue fantasy relink in the u.s and i wonder if they will show that at e3 i i mean i if they're there i mean they must be showing something right well yeah i mean there's always some dumb bullshit jrpg that they can localize but they localize i mean they're not publishing right they localize and publish oh okay okay yeah, I I can say I've never played any of these. Yeah, they are like one of the best localization companies in the US for JRPG stuff. Mm-hmm. And they just do a good job. Like I NIS always uh underbids them and gets stuff, but I think mm-hmm. NIS does a wicked shitty job most of the time, especially mm-hmm. recently. They they specifically tried to do better with Cold Steel 3 and 4 after they stole it from NIS because I think Falcom was like, "Yo, you guys can't fuck this up." 
because they already put out the first two with really good voice acting and people like them a lot. So they rehired all the voice actors and did a better job because the the other Falcon game they did East, whatever the fuck, 10 was awful. They had to patch it like 900 times. It was like the worst Mm -hmm. translation I'd seen in a long, long time. Uh, Yeah, I just I just don't play a lot of Japanese games. Yeah. If you listen to this podcast, you already know that. Yes, that is true. And the ones I do, pretty much just in-house localization, mm-hmm. aka Capcom and Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, Exceed uh, they do a lot of Japanese companies that don't have uh, U.S. Sure. studio the, bases. The the smaller ones that you know, it wouldn't make sense for them to do it. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Falcom does not need a U.S. office. So then they can just go out of business immediately. Uh, And then the last thing here I was sad about because people are so mean about it on Twitter. People are so mean to Nintendo when it's not announcing Breath of the Wild 2. It is Game Builder Garage, which is basically like Nintendo's version of Dreams, but for babies like me. Oh. And so you like it's like basically teaching coding, but in a fun, easy way. And you can like animate characters and like make stupid little games and they all look kind of dumb uh but it's called game builder garage it comes out june 11th and every comment on this tweet was this is the kind of bullshit you're announcing what the fuck is this where's breath of the wild 2 how come metroid i don't want to build my own fucking game i want to play breath of the wild you tell me to build it myself it's like dog e3's next month if they're gonna announce fucking breath of the wild 2 they're gonna do it there shut the fuck up let me be happy about this no because they took the breath of the wild team (laughs) and forced them to make this game yeah they held them at gunpoint and said you best make this game about Mm -hmm. building games i I don't know like it looks fun like it it seems like similar to the concepts they had with the nintendo labo but more about like making a game so like i will i will fuck with this Mm -hmm. it's really i think it's only like 30 bucks yeah, it looks like it's 30, so it'll... Uh, and it just, like, it looks like it has a lot of that Nintendo charm, and it's just, like, everything is goofy. Like, it's an analog stick with eyes, and then you attach it to a little dude and tell it to make a move. Uh, and it, it does it does a lot of things like that. Uh, the trailer's kind of fun. Like, it's just goofy. You can make your own music. You chart it like you would in, like, fucking GarageBand or something. And it, hmm. I don't know, just looks like a fun little Nintendo thing that's like, yeah, like, try to fuck around. Make some games. We'll give you some examples and, like, teach you like the basics of how to do this stuff. We have made a system of framework and it seems like you, I want to say upload the games and share them, but it's Nintendo. So you can probably only like download them to an SD card and bring them to your fucking friend's (laughs) house or something. Or or you need like a 9,000 digit code to share the game or something. It's going to be interesting to see because, because inevitably everyone's going to be comparing this game to dreams. Uh, yeah, but it's 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 like not that, though, like it is very much like if you watch the trailer, like it is trying to I, be like, this is very simple. No, and I realize that. But I mean, regardless whether it's fair or not, it's going to get comparisons to dreams. Well, but I feel like also no one knows about dreams at this point. Like no one cares. And that's mean to say, but I just feel like no one fucking that, that game has a diehard fan base and that's it. you used to at least see like hey look at like this thing that was made like on twitter you would see like hey look at this thing that was made on dreams but like you don't even really see that much anymore no yeah so like it's 
I, I feel like this will get more traction than Dreams did just because it's a super simple, cheap, easy to access Nintendo product. And Nintendo will do a better job marketing it. Uh, you, well, you mean like better than Sony did mm-hmm. not marketing Dreams at all? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, they, they will at least try to. They already did. They already did a better job. Yes. They, they put this out on Twitter and had people <laughs> yell at them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and, and like, it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, dude. This mm-hmm. game comes out and then four days later is their E3 press conference. Like mm-hmm. no one thought Breath of the Wild was going to come out in June. Like what <laughs> the fuck? You guys are morons. Like no one wants this bullshit. Like what do you guys think Nintendo is? Like th- they always try to do this kind of stuff. And like the fact that this is like a, literally a month and like four days out. It just means that this is just something that they were like, oh, we should try to do this. Like fuck around. I don't know. Okay, I'm trying to remember when was the last game they released this year? Was it Mario? Pokemon Snap. That's the Pokemon company. I know it's but it but was like... the, that is the first party Nintendo game. They are doing that. But it was sure, sure. it was yes, Mario. So like I, I'm not gonna count that because it's not really in-house because even then it was Bandai Namco. so like this is really the first game since what, like January, February? Mm, yeah, yeah, February, I think. So like I, I I'm not trying to, but like, this is the perfect like filler game that they can say like, hey, we released a game this year. Yeah, uh, we we released a game like in this window or whatever because it's been a few months. Uh yeah. So like it, I I don't yeah. have any. I don't know if I'll get it, but like that's cool. And yeah, I I think I'm, if it comes out physically, I'm going to try to get it just mm-hmm. because I like I don't have any more space on my Switch to download games. Basically, is what it comes down to. So if I can just get this on a cart for thirty bucks, like I'll yeah, that's fine. It uh, also shows that Nintendo is willing to release games and charge them not sixty dollars. Yeah, because there are some games that they charge sixty dollars for that that maybe they shouldn't charge sixty dollars for. <laughs> I'll talk about one of them a little later. Oh, really? You think that? I do not think that at all. Uh, but one that definitely I think about that is one two switch. I think about that on a regular basis. That that's a crap. Oh, that what do you mean? One two switch is worth a hundred dollars. <laughs> I think it's a crap. I think it was fifty, but that was still a crime that they charged fifty dollars for that product. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that that is like they should be dragged for that sure. always. Yes. I mean, that should have just been a pack in like, hey, this is the Switch. It should have just been the Wii Sports of the Switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, I think that's it for the news. Because like the other big news was, you know, Giant Bomb. But we don't want to make Manny cry this week. Yeah. Um... Uh, so we'll ju- we're just going to save that for next week. And we'll probably just have like do a- do that as our part three. And we'll just kind of talk about what like Giant Bomb has meant to us yeah. over the the years. Because like massive massive changes are happening to that that uh yeah, yeah, yeah. That website so uh and that is like that is probably the biggest news that happened i think this week yes uh but as i said manny is uh, very raw and um i think it i and i just think that news deserves its own part like yeah that, I, I agree with that so like we'll just kind of save that for for next week i would have definitely done it this week but like we already had plans for arkham asylum so. yeah 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 mm-hmm. So I guess we'll we'll get into the games. Yes. Uh, is there anything that you really want to talk about first? Do you want to uh, talk about Returnal, or do you want me to talk about something? No, I... you, you can talk about all your stuff first, and I can just go last with Returnal. Okay. Because um. uh, like I played six games this week, <laughs> counting Arkham Asylum. <laughs> I actually beat three of them, Manny. Oh. And I actually beat a DLC by accident. 
and I'll get into Oops. how that happened as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I I can't fucking wait for this. Uh, uh, Ready, go. All right, I'll start with a Jedi Fallen Order. Yep. Uh, I played through it. I finished it. I would say I'm happy I did because I feel much better about the game than I did before. I still think it's so funny that as soon as you decided to play this, mm-hmm. they announced that they were making the PS5 and Series X version. Yeah, that's, that's how things go, right? <laughs> Which is fine because it sounds like you had a much better time anyways, but I think it's yes. it's funny because it's like a couple weeks from now. I think. Uh, but like, I, mean, like, I mean, it's I not going to change that much, but like, no, yeah, I, I still, it's just like, you're seriously. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like the combat's fun. Uh, the exploration, I I think it's all right. It's all right. Yeah, it it's done better in other games. Yeah, like I, th- games I, th- I think I it I think week. it leaves a lot to be desired. But mm-hmm. I one hundred percent they're going to make a sequel, and I yes. think it will be one of those things where since they already had the stuff in place, they can iterate and make it a lot more interesting. Uh, my big thing is like I'm just not a big Star Wars guy, mm-hmm. so like that story just did nothing for me. Mm. I didn't really care for the characters that much. Oh, I like the characters. I Grease is one of my least favorite characters in all of video games. It's fucked up. Uh, so like, and th- those are the kinds of things that like that's not going to change in the the, the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so like, for me, like I would say it's like a solid like four out of five now that it's mm-hmm. not like a broken mess. Yes. Um, and so like for me, it's just another like example of like, yeah, 2019 was a massive disappointment. If this was like a game of the year contender for a lot of like outlets and stuff. Uh, but like, that's just more of a me thing. As I said, like the game was meant to be much more exploration based. And like, I just don't think they did a good enough job to really encourage the, the exploration. Yeah. I assume you probably feel around the same. Like yeah. the exploration is fine. It's, it's fine. fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next game, dead space. I after I beat Jedi Fallen Order and Arkham Asylum, I was like, I liked Dead Space. Why did I stop playing it? And then I just kind of looked at the achievements and I was like, I haven't played this game since like mid-March. So I just kind of picked up where I was after like, I think I was after like chapter two. Mm. Uh, and then I just kind of played through the whole thing and beat, beat it this week. And that is an excellent game. Yeah, people uh, really like Dead Space 1. I was, you know, I was just really blown away because like that game was 08, I believe. Yes. And it's just like, this is just a well-made game. Yeah. Um, I, I It's a little reductive to say this, but like it's basically just Resident Evil in space. Uh, Yeah, with dismemberment. Dismemberment, yes. <laughs> uh, which, I mean, that just works really well. It's a little more action-oriented mm-hmm. than, but I think Resident Evil in that era was even a little more action-oriented. Anyway, I think it's going to be very interesting going from this to into right into Resident Evil Village, which I've already played a little bit of Resident Evil Village. But like, yeah, uh, this is a game that I am absolutely blown away by. And just and you want to talk about exploration. This does it right. Where like I'm I really took my time. I was I had to look up a couple guides. And every time I did, like people were getting through the chapters in like 25 minutes on the YouTube channels. And me, I was like, it was taking me like an hour and a half, two hours to get through each chapter because I was just like really like exploring every nook and cranny. But the game like did a good job of like rewarding you for doing that, you know, Mm -hmm. 
and and I I will always appreciate like, hey, you stuck some ammo here, you stuck something here. I I, I appreciate that, and that's something Nintendo's usually really good about, and a lot of other places like maybe not so much. Like I will say, like Ubisoft is not really the best for that, unless they have a little icon on the map there is no reason to go to that area on the map in their like open world games and and i know that's why you don't like them Mm -hmm. uh but this was one of those cases where it's like yeah take the time do the exploration and then another thing that i really liked is it like has a button that you can push and it tells you exactly where you need to go Mm. it does like this line and what i liked about that is because like sometimes you know in a video game you'll you'll hit like a like a like a fork in the road and you're like okay one is like an exploration video game thing and then the other is the actual way the developers want me to go i don't know which one is which and i just want to kind of do a little exploring before i hit the next part of the game but then inevitably half the time you end up picking the right path where in this i could just hit the button when i hit a fork or whatever and i was like okay i'm got i have to go through that door so means this door i can just kind of do some exploration exploration and just find some stuff so i i appreciated it for that reason but yes uh i was absolutely blown away by uh uh dead space and um even narratively i don't know if you're too familiar with the story yes it gets to be complete and utter bullshit uh, in the first one uh in the third one it's okay. like wildly bad okay oh i i i'm just specifically saying this first yeah, one. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah it had a really good plot twist at the end that i did not see and i was like oh this ended up being much more interesting than i thought narratively as someone who knows the plot twist of the third one that does not pan out hmm. i do look forward to uh checking out the others people do this- like two a lot but three mm-hmm. nah, nah. Mm. they're all on game pass and but this is one i kind of want to replay one and just kind of go for more some more achievements and stuff i really was impressed with dead space and really enjoyed it Mm -hmm. uh i guess now we'll move on to resident evil village which this one i've only played an hour i played an hour before work Mm -hmm. and then we basically do the podcast right after both of us get out of work so uh it's weird uh yeah i heard it's not scary at all is what like every review says. Not that that's a bad thing, but it's just right, not right. very Resident Evil-ish. I heard it's more action warranted. It, yes. it feels a little more like six, mm-hmm. but like it's better than six. Like it seems to be getting like good reviews. Oh, everything's better than six. It takes nothing yes. to be better than Resident Evil six. Uh, but it does. Yeah, it's reviewing like mid eighties usually. So uh, people do seem to like it. I saw a lot of people mm-hmm. saying it like reminds them a lot of Resident Evil four. Yeah, if like four and six, it like it seems like it takes like the good parts of those two. Uh, but I, I can't really comment on that just because, like, I'm only an hour in and I'm only in, like, the village area. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will say, like, narratively, I am a very curious. And, like, one of the weirdest things that happened is, like, their lichens, you know, werewolves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, like, some of them were riding horses. And I'm like, what is this game? Well, they, I mean, people ride horses and sometimes maybe they turn into a wolf man. Sure. I've just never seen that before. Like they're like holding spears and like riding a horse. And I'm like, what is this game going to be? So like, I'm very curious to see where it goes from here. Yeah. Um. So like, I, yeah, like what the fuck is this game? So mm-hmm. Uh, that'll have more uh, next week. So, but for yeah. now, that's that's really all I have to say about uh, Resident Evil. Which, 
an hour in a probably a 10 to 15 hour game i mean like that's not really fair to have too much of an assessment mm-hmm. uh the the game that i accidentally played the dlc was assassin's creed unity manny okay uh i was just like i accidentally clicked on this icon on the map which triggered the dlc which spoilers if you click on that icon you cannot exit the dlc oh I tried doing it. I like quit the game instantly because the DLC started. I hit and then I'd go to continue in the game and it would just launch me right back into the DLC. Cool. Uh, so I was like, I guess I have to play through this DLC, uh, which kind of sucked because one, it spoiled things that happen in the story. Ah. Uh, like I meet a character that I have not met before, which I knew Napoleon was going to be in the game. I don't even remember that. Napoleon? Yeah, for sure. Do not remember that. He's in it a little bit. Okay. Um, but he's very prominent in the DLC, which mm. I figured he would be since it's the French Revolution. Yeah. And then, like, he, and then, like, Arnold makes a reference to, like, another character in the game that dies. And he's like, you're supposed to be dead. And I'm like, oh, I guess he dies in the story. <laughs> and then the other big thing is, I don't remember, I don't know if you remember how the progression works but you get like skill points for like completing main oh yeah yeah, yeah. and then you get like money for doing like side stuff and then you use the money to buy weapons and armor and stuff Uh, i didn't get any skill points but i got like all like a ton of money for doing the dlc so i've basically killed the progression where i've had like the second best uh weapon and armor because I was only like two hours into the game when I did this. Mm. Uh, and then once I finished the DLC, I was like, it didn't take me back. So I had to Google how to get out of the DLC. Apparently when you're about halfway through the DLC, an icon just pops up on the map. And then you just click on that icon. And that's how you exit the DLC area. So that is that is how they handled that. Okay. And you can access that point at pretty much any point. And it was not easy to do because, like, that's supposed to be something you do at the end of the game. And I was doing it when I was severely underleveled and didn't have, like, anything. So hmm. just really weird. That is really weird. I don't know why they would. I don't know. Just so. So, yeah, I beat three games in DLC for a game I still haven't finished, nice. which it's fine. I guess it's fine. <laughs> um, um, other than that, like I'm playing through it. The game, I like it. I'm enjoying it enough. It's, you know, it's more Assassin's Creed. Um, I don't like the lockpicking minigame, which is something I can say about pretty much every video game that has a lockpicking minigame. Yeah. I don't know if there's ever been a good, compelling one. Uh, I can't recall one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't know why they keep doing it, but like, <laughs> video game companies insist on doing it. And do you want to know what the hardest thing in the entire game is to do, Manny? No. What is it? It's to to climb through a window. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I want to climb through a window, I just jump over the window and keep climbing up. Oh, okay. Yeah, because of the way the climbing works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then if I want to just climb over a window and just keep climbing up, then I climb through a window. So like. <laughs> I'm constantly fighting the controls with that, so that's been that's been fun. But yeah, I'm uh, 17 hours into the game. I'll I'll be finishing it up. I don't think I'm going to do everything like I did in Syndicate. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I would still say like, I can't speak to it, what it was back when it first launched, but I would say it's like, it's a, it's a good enough game. It's a mm. solid game. I know you hate Arno, but like, I don't. Yeah. Arno sucks. That whole I don't game. Think he's, I don't think he's terrible. Well, you didn't get to the end of the game yet. I'm, I'm on sequence 11, which I think there's 12. Oh, okay. Well, I don't want to spoil the part where I was just like, I had already hated the character. And then there's just a part where I was like, why am I pl- like, why is this still, why am I still playing this? Like, I don't like this game. I'll, I'll, we'll have to talk about what you didn't like about it next week. Cause I'm kind of curious yeah. if I've already kind of hit that point. I mean, I'm sure you did. There's like a weird, like time skip part. And then he just is like a sad shithead constantly. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that just happened. Yeah. 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 Hey, it's really devastating that he got kicked out of the order, the brotherhood. Oh God. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's devastating for him. It's devastating for him. It is. And then you had to do that whole, like, what did I do last night sequence? Which yeah. Is always so, fun. so like that, that is, there was a point in Assassin's Creed three where I felt like I had missed a portion of the story. <laughs> Because it just like all of a sudden I felt like every Assassin's Creed game after that point in Assassin's Creed 3 felt like a disjointed fever dream. Mm-hmm. And they never stopped feeling like that to me after that. Like it just felt like everyone was like a weird incoherent blob. Mm. And I think Unity felt that way as well. Where it's just like all oh, the screen whites out and then like they're just doing something else. And it's like, sure. am I having a stroke? <laughs> yeah because like even black flag did that sometimes and i was just like what the fuck how am i supposed to like follow this and keep it straight in my brain yeah yeah three was particularly egregious with it though i was just like what the fuck is going on anymore i am not enjoying when it's like oh now you're in world war ii france yes Paris. i hate it's like yeah it was not it's that. like why are these should not be in here this, <laughs> this adds nothing to the games <laughs> yeah that game that game was weird but people do seem to really like it uh who played it I, afterwards so i i i'm not i know i'm i sound like i'm being more negative than i like i mean i've put 17 hours into the game i if i didn't enjoy my time with it i wouldn't be putting 17 hours into it it's just one of those cases where like what i like about it is just like it's assassin's creed Mm -hmm. and there's i can only praise assassin's creed for doing assassin's creed things so much Mm -hmm. so like and then like what is different about this game is what i'm not liking nearly as much Mm -hmm. like the the climbing just feels a little bit better in syndicate and you know the combat's a little better in syndicate um i i the syndicate had like the two characters uh evie and i don't remember the the guy's name i didn't like the guy but i did like evie so like when i could make the choice i just primarily played as her for probably about 90 percent of the game um but but yeah, um, which she had like the cool cane anyway, yeah. where he had more like brass knuckles. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that game, you could like really fuck people up. This one, you're not. Oh, that it, that did remind me of one thing that I thought was really weird. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but like there, like during that sequence where like you're like I blacked out and I was drunken and everything and they have you like doing a brawl. 
but like you're using your sword to do brawl and i'm like this is weird like they should have <laughs> just like had you like have a bar brawl with your fists like yes. you probably should not be using a sword in a bar brawl because like this feels like murder yes uh where like the other i don't i don't know it just felt very weird to <laughs> using in just like a random bar where you're getting drunk and then you like pull out your sword and start stabbing people and ever and no one like everyone just thinks it's perfectly normal. Like it was just weird. It was just very weird. But video games are weird sometimes as well. So. That is true. Yes. Uh, so those are the games, and now we're on to the last game mm. that I'm pretty sure you probably played a little bit. Uh, yeah, Pokemon, Pokemon Snap. Snap. I played to completion. Mm-hmm. Okay, nice. Um, do you want me to start with the? what I like about the game or what I've kind of find a little annoying about the game. Uh, I mean, you can go with both. You can just give your thoughts. I okay. assume I disagree wildly with them from what you said earlier. Uh, the reason why I say, I don't think it should have been $60 is I think it, I don't mind that I would have spent $60 on this. Cause I, I technically did, but technically didn't. Cause mm-hmm. I just had like a, an Amazon card that I used. Yeah. Like, I, but like it, I just feels like it influenced the, the game design of it. That is, I don't think you're true at all. But this, and the the reason why I say that personally is because I feel like they padded the game out unnecessarily because they're like, oh, this is a sixty dollar product. Where if they charged thirty dollars, it could have just been paced and pa- it could have been paced much better. Uh, I don't think that is true. I think people misconstrue the pace of that game with the tutorial. What, I, and maybe what, what stage did you get to? Maybe I am just very bad at the game. Mm. But the very first hour of the game, I only had one stage. Yes. And that is because you have to get to a certain research level on that stage. And then after that, you unlock a stage every time you complete a stage. And, but here's the thing. Yeah. And this is where I'm saying like, maybe I'm not very good at the game because the first hour, like, cause like it did have like, it had like the day, the night, and then you had to do like, the unnecessary third part of that, where you just take a picture of one Pokemon for the entire time. Yeah. Which takes like two minutes. If yeah, it, it, it just felt like a long time. And I'm like, I'm kind of sick of taking pictures of this. And then I finally opened up the second stage and mm-hmm. that took an hour to do. Yeah. Cause and that's then, the tutorial. And then it took another hour for me to open up the next. So okay. within and that probably should not have happened. I don't know what happened because it, it just depends on how many Pokemon you take pictures of at that point. I see like, and that's kind of like, it's very arbitrary where I'm trying to like, I don't really understand what unlocks the next stage, but like, all I can say is my experience with this is the first two hours of the game. I literally had two levels that I just kept replaying. Yeah, So like you, s- you say you had two levels and you think that that makes it like not a $60 product or whatever. There are 12 stages. But not may- not counting day and night of each thing. Like there are 12 stages with two or three variations each. No. And I realize that. And that's why, but like, and after that is when I really have started to unlock things where I'm unlocking things much quicker. Mm-hmm. It's just like, as I said, like those first couple hours really just kind of like, I mean, just two hours into the game where like, I'm looking at like the original, um, Pokemon snap. Yeah. You're looking and, and, like, see, and people keep saying this to me and I, it baffles my brain. And I feel like maybe people don't remember what the original Pokemon snap was like, or have rose tinted glasses. That game is like four hours long maximum. But that's what I, I, for me, it's like, I think it's about three hours. And on that one, like I was constantly unlocking the next stage. 
you are, but this game also has exponentially more content overall. Yeah, and that's where I, I like to me, it just felt like it, there's padding to just extend the game out. Where like I, I don't know, like to me, like I just found it very frustrating. Like I just kind of burnt out on the game at a certain point where I was like, I have to just stop playing this right now. And to the point where now I'm just playing it in 30 minute chunks because like, because like, as I said, as I said, like when you play for a game for two hours and you just keep replaying the same level over and over again. But like you could beat Pokemon snap in that time frame, And then the only thing to do is take pictures on the same stage over and over again. Like what you say is wrong with this game is literally the entirety of the original Pokemon snap. But that, but that's where where I'm saying like, <laughs> I, I I think we're both on the same page. But we're saying like we're well, we're... no. But I just think that 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 doesn't make sense to me because mm-hmm. you would have twelve stages at the end of this game, and like I mean, you, I... you are just saying like uh, the first two stages, which is like a minority of the progression in its entirety. And I realize there's a lot more after. I I've only but like I'm just saying like those first couple hours really just kind of burnt me out. I, I guess, but I mean, like, that's what Pokemon Snap is, is taking pictures of the same Pokemon over and over to try to get a better score or sure. try to figure out the secrets of the stage. Like, if- and I agree. I, what I would have what I would have liked is just unlock more early on and let me go back rather than forcing me to replay these levels. That's all I'm saying. Like, it feel from my from my perspective, from my playthrough, it felt like I'm being forced to do this and they're they're forcing me to do this because they're trying to pad out the experience and make it feel like it's longer than it needs to be. I guess. I mean, I don't get that same feeling even close to that because I would, no matter what, I would just go through those same stages again anyways to get the pictures of the Pokemon Mm -hmm. because like, that's the fun part to me is playing the game and trying to figure out the puzzles. Like if this game is different than the original Pokemon snap and that like, if you go through those stages twice, you've seen everything and like figured out every puzzle. Whereas this, there are hundreds of unique actions with each Pokemon mm-hmm. in each level. Yeah. And I, and what, like now that I've opened up the game more, what I've been doing is I'll sit down and I'll be like, okay, I'm going to do the beach. And now I go over to this other one. Now I bounce over to this other one. Now I bounce. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I want to just like bounce around from different stages. I don't want to just keep doing the same one over and over again. And like, now I'm enjoying the game a lot more. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Because like I'm getting that variety because I don't want to just keep doing the same one over and over again because every single stage has that lull where you're like, I'm literally just sitting here. There's nothing to take pictures of. And I know it's so only people, like people second. say that. Yeah, that's for like five seconds. That's one of the main hey. complaints people have about this game. It is fucking mind blowing. Like it just it accentuates to me how small mm-hmm. people's attention spans are sure. in a way mm-hmm. that mine is not. Like people are like, yeah, there's nothing in the desert. It's like, there's nothing in the desert for two seconds because Mm -hmm. you're going over a cliff to load the rest of the stage. Like, and then when you get turbo, it's even lessened, but people are still complaining about that. And it's just like, what the fuck do you want from this game? Like, I, I truly believe no one remembers what the original Pokemon snap is like. I mean, I can tell you, I've, I've, replayed it within the last like two three years yeah but like even then like the stages in the original pokemon snap are like seven times as long as this and they're excruciating no and but like i never the big difference is like i never had to play the same one for an hour straight but you could have if you didn't know the answer to the puzzles to get to the next stage that's what i'm saying in this one that's not a thing 
there like sure. aren't puzzles to get to the next stage. It's just take pictures of Pokemon in this stage. That's and not the, true. I mean, it literally is because the, no, first, the like, first time you have to get to a certain research level. And then after that, the professor will say to you what you have to do. It's in the corner of the screen and he'll say, mm-hmm. go to this stage and take pictures of more Pokemon. Like the only thing you have to figure out is how to take a picture of a Pokemon. You, that, ne- you never have to like fucking figure out to lure Voltorb over to rocks to chuck a fucking I- at it to blow it up like there is that is literally never a thing that happens in this game i I agree with that but there are times where you have to feed into professor mirror's creepy little fetish where he just has to get those pictures of those crystal blooms manny he okay and that's not it's not a fucking puzzle it's which which one is lit up are you a fucking Mm -hmm. moron or not like i i I, i'm just like i don't enjoy taking the pictures of the crystal blooms you literally have to take one ever of each one like that that isn't even a thing He's he, he I don't like feeding into his creepy little fetish. OK, you I mean, it's not a fetish. It makes it so that he can make the item like that is mm-hmm. that is the difference. Mm-hmm. And people it, like that is literally nothing. You take one picture and you never have to do it ever again. <laughs> I know. I know. But it, it is one of those things where it's like, eh. uh, but no, I mean, like I other than that, like I am enjoying the game. It's just one of those things where like, yeah, like I just kind of got frustrated with the progression and it's like, ah, this is not clear. And I don't know. I mean, he just me, tells you what to do. Like he literally yeah. says it. So I, I don't get that, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm just like, I don't know what happened on that second level, but like I got stuck on there. Like I, that was the thing. Like I spent an hour on that first one and I was like, all right, finally I'm on to something new. And then I was another hour on that one. And I was like, Oh my God. Cause I think, I is... think I had unlocked the second stage in the 30 minutes before we did the podcast last week i it was an hour for me i mean it's just that one is that one is a grind though because they need to make sure that you know Mm -hmm. well i mean they don't need to but they do make sure that you know that you can level up the stages and then most of them have a night version and then that they will eventually lead to the illuminated pokemon um which you could have easily done that with three passes you could have and so like that is the grand tradition of every nintendo game having a terrible tutorial Mm -hmm. um and like i i don't know it's like every time a nintendo game has a long tutorial people forget that every other nintendo game has a long tutorial and are super shitty about it like people forget that skyward sword is one of the worst tutorialized games ever and it's Mm -hmm. going to blow up again when skyward sword comes out and they're going to be like i don't think it was like this and it's like no it was fee is excruciating and like people hate the fucking tutorial of sun and moon but like this one isn't even like it's not even like the game's not letting you play it it's like you are playing the game it's just it takes a second for you to level up the stage to what you need to especially if you're not taking good level pictures or a variety of pictures i will say the first couple hours did disappoint me these last Mm -hmm. couple hours i'm enjoying it and that's fair that is a legitimate complaint i think is that the Mm -hmm. tutorial does take longer than it should Mm -hmm. and it's weird because in the beginning i can see where you're coming from that would make it seem like they're padding out the game because i was fully expecting there to be six stages like in the original pokemon snap and and when i kept unlocking them I was like, how many stages are in this game? And I think there are 11 and then a 12th one that's like uh, kind of a stage, but not really. And Mm -hmm. then um, a lot of them have night variations 
as well. Not all the stages, but most do. Um, and then, the- and so that's that's different as well. And that that's weird to me because mm-hmm. I, I would I never I truly never would have expected them to make that many stages. Like I expected this to be the original Pokemon Snap. Yes. And then when I was like five hours in, I was like, well, I've already played this for more than the original mm-hmm. Pokemon Snap would have taken me to complete. And that's weird. The other thing that made me think like maybe this is getting padded out a little bit is with the star system, you can only submit one picture. And so I, I think that is dumb. I do think Mm -hmm. that is dumb because what will happen is I will get the sickest one star star shot I've ever seen in my life, but Mm -hmm. somehow I accidentally took the really rare four star shot and it is the worst thing I've ever seen, but I have to submit that because I don't Mm -hmm. even know how I fucking triggered it. Whereas the one (laughs) star, I just took a random ass picture. I'll get that every time, but it's, but it looks so good. Mm-hmm. And I would rather save this and you can save it to your album or whatever, but like, sure. yeah, I, that one is weird. And I, I think that is just, that is a design flaw to be honest is I, I think you should be able to submit as many of them as you got, yes. because at a certain point it is not how many of the star levels you took. That only matters if you're trying to level up the stage, right? Which, mm-hmm. which does change the stage. But like you said, if you don't want to grind the same stage, you don't have to do that. Like that, that is like an optional thing. If you want to see slightly different Pokemon on the stage or whatever. So like, if Mm -hmm. you, so I think it's from the point you're at now, you should be able to most of the time, just get the next stage. As long as you are able to get the crystal bloom photo for each Island, Mm -hmm. then there should, there should be no real issue getting the new ones. And it is like, I think it is truly based on just like the amount of Pokemon pictures you've taken in that stage. Um, and like at a certain point, you're just getting rapid things. There is one stage where I grinded on it for a long time because I thought that I would unlock the night version of it because it very mm. clearly was labeled day. And it turns out you don't unlock that until you beat the game. Mm. So at a certain point, I was just like, I don't know, just going to move on to the next stage. And then when the game was over and they were like, you unlocked this. And I was like, son of a bitch. Yeah, I, I I understand why it doesn't do it this way, but I kind of wish they the like you didn't the way you get experience is just from the pictures you take in that run mm-hmm. rather than like it's got to be the improved pictures only. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like it just it 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 makes it so it's going to take longer, and you have to have like your pictures have to be better, otherwise you basically get very little to no experience on the run. Uh, that is that is true, um, mm-hmm. but like also. Uh, I think you can get to level three relatively easily just by like trying to take a picture of the Pokemon doing something different in the stage as well. And then it's just like, oh, that actually was a two star. So then you get the full amount of experience for having just the new picture. And usually usually they give you enough. And like a lot of the stages have alternate paths that if you figure those out, then you just get a shitload of new Pokemon or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do agree with that for sure, is that you should be able to submit multiple of the same Pokemon for different star levels. One one of each. One of each. I do think that is a design flaw because that does require you to just grind through. Yes. And so that is even... That I think is it gets even worse because the part that I can't stand is I took a picture of Tyranitar breaking a rock and it was such a rare photo, right? Like it was so cool. The one I took, it was so hard to do, but I like figured it out and I did it once I did that because I had never taken a picture of Tyranitar before that unlocked the request to get Tyranitar to break a rock. I already took a picture of that and it was hard Mm. to do, but now Mm. I have to do it again. 
so, so what I think is stupid is the request, the way the requests work is I took a picture of that already. Just complete that request. But I, the yes. fact that you have to go through the stage once to take mm-hmm. a picture of that Pokemon to unlock the request, I think is dumb because yes. that is just like, you already went through the stage. You already did this thing, but because you've seen the Pokemon now, now you, now we'll give you the request. Like that just is like, wh- what is that thought process? Like you should, I should, I already took this fucking photo. Well, yeah. I mean, it should just be like, they should be like, Hey, I want to see this picture. And you should be yeah, like, yeah. bam, I already I have it. Have it. And so the mm-hmm. other part of that, that I think is dumb is like, say I submit a one star picture of Tyranitar on that run, but I took a picture mm-hmm. of him breaking the rock because I didn't submit the one of him taking the rock. It does not complete the request. And mm-hmm. so that is why I, at where I am right now, I have completed 14 out of 180 requests. <laughs> <laughs> because it's just like I just want to take pictures of the Pokemon first so that I have them and know where they are so that mm-hmm. then the, the requests are cool though because each request is a unique interaction with a Pokemon and something else so that means there are at least 180 unique interactions outside of the four stars I was gonna say I bet like those help get those help you get like the three and four stars anyway for sure a lot a lot of them do so like that is the way like some of them are like kind of arbitrary it's like how would I get the four star and it's like mm. oh this is gonna be a picture try to get Tyranitar doing this crazy thing and you're like oh that's mm. probably the four star or whatever sure, sure. um but yeah it, sometimes I'll take pictures of Pokemon and it'll be like them standing there and then I accidentally did something but it looks like they're still standing mm. there and they're like well this one's two star and I'm like all right I guess professor. And like what what I told you is I have taken some photos I think are amazing and the professor will just arbitrarily choose ones he thinks are tight and they're the two worst photos I've ever seen that he thinks one of them is just like Heracross's ass on a tree mm-hmm. and I was like this mm-hmm. picture's awful he's not even facing the camera but the professor's like this is my favorite and I was just like dude what what the fuck is your problem this isn't even a good scoring photo <laughs> my favorite is because I'll do the auto because like it because like that's where like the highest score is going to be. Yeah, so I yeah, might yeah. as well do that. My Grookey album right now, <laughs> Grookey isn't even in the fucking pictures. In like all three, Grookey isn't in the pictures. So that, that's that's what I like about this one. Like in, in the first one, you can make fun of how Professor Oak is like, oh, uh-huh. they're in outer space, but they're in the center of the frame when they're in outer space. So this is the best photo you've ever seen. Professor mirror jerks off. If there are multiple Pokemon in the photo. Oh, so yeah, so yeah. it's just like, yeah, this is a Bufalant in front of something else, but the camera's weird autofocus still thinks it's Pichu. So this photo that only looks like a Bufalant is my best uh-huh, picture of uh-huh. Pichu. And you're like, dude, what, what are you even fucking talking about? You moron? Uh-huh. What the fuck is this? Uh, and so like, I, there are still goofy shit like that. And I do like, I I agree with you. I think there are things that could have been done better in this game. Mm -hmm. Um, but overall I do really like it. And the main thing is because I think it has a wide variety of Pokemon. Uh, I think that they do a good job picking the Pokemon by not only having them be the most popular Pokemon. Like, I I don't think Lucario's in this game and I like Lucario, but I think that's kind of cool because it's like, he's overrepresented in every Pokemon thing ever. Like there are just a bunch of weird Pokemon where you look at it and you're like, Oh, I thought this Pokemon was stupid in the actual games, but because they're like in nature interacting with the world and other things, it's like, Oh, that's cool. I never would have thought of this Pokemon like that or whatever. 
Yeah, I would like this. Like it even feels like Pikachu's taking a like a like yeah. a step back. Where like it almost feels like Bidoof is like the, the, the main game. the main one. Yeah, and like yeah. and I also think it's funny because in the first game, you know, you can get Pikachu on the surfboard, surfing Pikachu. Yes. Alolan Raichu is just that, and it's like doing yeah. surf shit over the sand dunes and stuff. And I was like, this is cool. Like yeah, I, yeah. I just like seeing like it looks like a world that is alive, and the Pokemon are all animated pretty well, and like they all have a bunch of unique actions that you can figure out and like that that's what i like about it is that it just yeah like, i mean and there are there are, lord, there are when the whale lord comes out i love that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's so cool and um yeah yeah like i there are just a lot of pokemon like even some of the shots i got of wingull wingull is a dumb mm-hmm. pokemon but i have yeah. really good pictures of like the sun in certain ways and stuff and it's just there are a lot of them like e- even if you just want to like get through the end of the game you can do that by only being research level one on everything except for i think the first stage uh and you don't necessarily have to go through them all like a billion times some of them you might have to go through twice if you miss the the bloom whatever whatever there, there i don't is, there mind is, there is, replaying them. no no I just, no no i know you just don't want to do it all in a row but yeah, there yeah. is like one where the picture of the, the bloom is like right before you go over a waterfall and i kept missing it like mm-hmm. i would be like trying to aim for it and fuck it up because you like fall over the waterfall and i do the stage like four times because of that and it was that was like you just put that in a place where i can easily take a picture of it so i don't like have to redo the stage to take a picture of this thing that gets me no points and isn't like the purpose of the game you know what i mean yeah um, and that's where i was just making yeah, yeah, more no, I, I know you're making that, a joke but... his weird fetish i, I get it but yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like th- there were some parts where i was like all right i i get this but mm-hmm. i i do think like even upgrading some of the stages to level three and it's just like you see a pokemon and you're like what the fuck why i, I heard it drastically it changes some of the like, stages I, do yeah and what i the part that i think is also kind of weird about their quest is some of them can only be done on like research level one mm-hmm. so like if you can't figure that out at a certain point you just have to look up a guide like i'm never going to go back to level one unless i know that i have to or whatever because there's just less pokemon will, if i get to that point i will yeah just just look up a guide yeah which is the point i'm always getting to and like i said when you beat the game it just like goes back and adds Mm -hmm. legendary pokemon to the stages like Mm -hmm. there is a legendary pokemon in the first stage and it scared the shit out of me like not scared me but i just like i looked over to pikachu and grookey and i went back because i was like i've already taken a bunch of pictures i was like wait what and i looked back there's just a legendary pokemon chilling next to him now just chilling there. Oh, in what? Level three? No, in level one. Well, it would have been level three, but it, it was because I beat the game that adds those Pokemon in. It's not the Okay, I was like, level. I haven't hit that no, yet. No, no, yeah. Like, what? Yeah, so I was just, I like did a double take and was like, oh, like, that's cool. Or in one, yeah. one of the stages, I was just like dicking around and played the flute at the beginning of the stage and I made a legendary Pokemon fly by and I was mm. like, oh, okay. And so there is one in almost every stage once you beat the game. So it like, gives you even further to go back and replay it. And like, I think that once you get past that initial hurdle, it does work where it's like, yes. if you just want to go through and see it each time, that's cool. Uh, but if you want to go through and like grind them all out to three or grind them out to max or like try to do all the requests, like there is a lot more content there for people who want to try to do that too. So mm-hmm. if you just want to be like a fun tourist and go through it once or twice, you can do that if you want to just do as much as you possibly can like there's there's a lot more content to it and like that yes. that's that's what i like about it um yeah i don't there know I, I do really like it i think it is maybe my first or second favorite game i played this year so wow yeah uh there is one more complaint okay and i i know you're gonna 100 agree with me okay it would be the game would be better if they did not exist and that is phil yes 
Phil, the game <laughs> would be better if Phil didn't exist. So, like, the story I already don't care about, right? Like, it's just like, yeah, I get it. You put in a story, get the Illumina Pokemon. And that is one thing I will say. There are, I guess I will spoil this, there are five Illumina Pokemon. And you would think, like, oh, these are going to be, like, legendaries, whatever. They're so oh. random. They're so random. And I just, like, each one, I was like, you know what? Sure. Give this Pokemon its time to shine. Fucking whatever. Giant Meganium is the one everyone saw in the trailer, so that's the only one I'll spoil. But, like, you know, fucking sure. That, that's fine. Yeah, I've only seen the one. Okay, there is, there are, f- I think, four more and then a fifth one that you unlock after that. So there's six total, I'm pretty sure. Because, like, I'm at the point where I'm at, like, the beach, the reef, and then the the desert. Okay, so there is one. I don't remember. Eventually, they might say go. There is a, actually, you know what? There is a weird puzzle thing in the, I think, in the reef. And I don't even some people are having trouble doing it. And I it just like happened for me automatically. So I don't know what happened there. Uh, yeah, I, I've gone through all of them a couple times, but I haven't like triggered unlocking something. new. So I'll have to figure so, out yeah, there there is on. one. I think you might have to take a picture of like ancient ruins or something. But I did that on accident. So I think I got it. I don't know. But there, there is something in that third underwater like reef stage that unlocks an Illumina Pokemon. I, I can't recall mm. what it is. Uh, and so like, yeah, you're, some of that progression stuff I do think is like kind of murky. But eventually yes. he'll just be like, go back to the stage. So you at least know which stage you mm. would have to do something on. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like a couple of the things I saw, I figured out on accident because I mm-hmm. just take 100 pictures per stage or whatever. Yeah, I, I I'm... I'll hit a point where sometimes I'm just like, I'm just going to like just max out this camera so I can just like, cause like I'm, I'm at the end. I might as well like, yeah, why yeah, sit yeah. here and wait? So I'll just max it out and head off. So, yeah. 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 Um, uh, but yeah, I, I am enjoying myself. I think it, I think I'm going to enjoy it more now that I got past that. Yeah. I think, total. I think that's probably true as well. Uh, it's just one of those things where it's like, man, if this is going to be the entire game, <laughs> I don't know. If yeah. I, I think it. up front they do a bad job with that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I do really like it overall. And yeah, the fucking characters, dude, I like, mm-hmm. I don't give a shit about what you have to say. I did like that. Todd comes back from the first game. Hey, Todd is like the, probably the best character in the game. Yeah. He just says like, Hey man, you like taking pictures? Me too. Bye. And then, and then Phil's <laughs> just like, weird about the whole thing and over I, 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 I wish i was there and you're mm-hmm. like fuck off dude go take yeah. your own pictures bitch go away yeah go away go away. um and so i'll talk about this really quick i played returnal um mm-hmm. i will say i have not had any of the wild fucking issues that people have had my game has been bug free other than the fact that the online didn't work um it is a roguelike I, I, for better or worse, it is a roguelike. I think for worse, <laughs> uh, mm. it, this is a game that I think would be better as just like a third person shooter with built out stages. And mm-hmm. the reason I say that is because one of the things that I think is important in a roguelike to me is that each run feels different enough or like you're unlocking enough things to make it feel different. Whereas in Returnal for a really long time, you only have three guns and you're using them for like an hour or more at a time. And like, then when you upgrade them, like they don't feel markedly different. They just do more damage. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I don't know, just each area doesn't feel different enough to like warrant the roguelite thing. You know what I mean? How many areas have you seen? Uh, I have seen three and there are six. Okay. Cause like, I know some people they are like, I'm eight hours into this and I haven't gotten past the first area. Mm -hmm. And so it is hard. Uh, but it is one of those things where like, if you're better at like pattern recognition, uh, you're probably going to be able to do okay at it. Uh, 
So I, what you're saying is I would be awful at it. Um, maybe, I don't know. It depends. Like it also depends how strong your weapons are. Right. Or like you can sometimes get resurrection items. So like, I think you can brute force your way through it at a certain point. Um, but like I, I did the second boss on my first try without getting hit because I was able to recognize its patterns and then, See, got, and then got decimated immediately in the third stage by a regular enemy that killed me in two hits. Mm-hmm. So there's stuff like that but it it is fun i i think the the third person shooting of it is very good there are so many particles everywhere to showcase how sick the particles are um and that's cool uh there are not that many enemy types per area there's like two or three so like eventually it gets kind of samey um they do a good job of making shortcuts to the later areas from the first area so you don't have to like grind all the way through again and if you just like skip right there there are always items that like make you up to par with where you should be for that level so like so it's kind of like dead cells where in if a you way. speed run it like dead cells you still have to make through the but like if you speed run through the area and not take your time you can hit that like speed run room yeah so like uh for example now i can access the third area from the first stage and then there is an item that just brings your gun to level 10 okay um for if if you are at level zero so it's like that and then every gun going forward is level 10 as well and you can just get, get that stuff um it, it's fine. Um, I think it does a good job with the haptic feedback. Like when it's raining, it feels like it's raining. Uh, the thing that I think is really cool is the way they do alt fire. If you hold the left trigger partially down, you're just like aiming down sights. But if you hold it all the way down, it changes to the alt fire. Yes. Um, and you can like feel it in the way the way it is. You, you can also change that if that's not something you like. So you can just put it on R1 or something. Um but yeah, it's fine. I, I don't know that I like love it. I, I have fun when I'm playing it, but the runs are too long, uh, sure. which is why you have to go like directly to stage three or whatever. And it takes like probably like 45 minutes to an hour to clear out that area or whatever. If you just want to do like the whole thing. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. And it's it's like pretty hard and they you can't save in the middle of a run. So like they've had a lot of issues, like they're getting a lot of backlash for not having mid run saves you can just suspend the game. Oh yeah, which crashes constantly. So mm-hmm. that that was their thing was like, yeah, just suspend the game. Like there's a thing in the beginning of the game that literally says like, yeah, if you have to take a break, just suspend it. So what's fucked up is this blows my mind. So it crashes for a lot of people doing that. On top of that, if the game auto updates while it's suspended, it closes the fucking game. Sure. So people have lost their runs to the game updating. But they told you to do that. <laughs> if they're aware, just have to have a save. And so, like, their, their recent tweet was like, we're going to put out an update soon. Make sure auto updates aren't on if you want to keep your run. And it's like, man, what the fuck? One of the other things that was happening is if you use one of the pre-order suits, the game would just break. Like, mm-hmm. you would stop being able to interact with doors and objects until you changed out of the suit, it would make the game crash more often. So like, there are a lot of issues with it. I I have not had those issues, but I also didn't have a DLC suit and I didn't get it day one. So I had one or two patches by then. I think, um, I guess the online works now. Uh, the most recent patch actually corrupted people's saves in some cases and it's unrecoverable. So the newest patch reverts back to the previous patch uh, so they're fucking up a lot here, I, I I think, is the moral of the story. And they were being like weirdly staunch about like, no, it's our vision. You can't save. It's like, dude, you know, it's a problem. Like, I, and I, I, I am one of those people who just says, if you can make a game more accessible, 
do it. Like if someone wants to play a game on easy, that is their experience. They paid for the game. Let them do that. It's not like they're still, they're still experiencing the game. It's not like I can be like, no, fuck you. You didn't beat the game. Cause it was only on easy. Like fuck off. If someone wants to play a game like that, that's fine. It's not the way I, I mean, it's not the way I would play it. You paid for this game. This game's $70, mm-hmm. right? Play it. However, the fuck you want. It's your console. You played it. Don't let anyone tell you how you should be playing it. Just mm-hmm. have accessibility options. Like, nothing bad can come from that you know what i mean like from having a save system people are like well then you could save scum and it it goes against the division and it's like bro if you want to save scum in a single player game who Mm -hmm. gives a fuck man if if it if it enhances your experience and you enjoy it more fucking go for it just go for gold do whatever you fucking want man i don't do it often but like xcom sure um, we did it with Zelda. Yeah, because that's fucking crazy. And Zelda it, 2. Zelda 2. And, and it's just, it's like one of those things where it's like, sure. And people used to give people shit mm-hmm. about cheating in games. It's like, man, if fucking cheating to get a billion dollars in this game is going to make it more enjoyable for you, who cares? Like, do it. Do it for I do used it for to you. do that in Sims. Like, yeah, same. The, the only the only time I think that it's not cool is if you are doing it in an online multiplayer game and oh, you're ruining God. the experience for everyone else. Yes. right but like if you want to fuck around in your single player game do do whatever the fuck you want if it's in the game mm-hmm. go for it do it uh and I, I, people have been being weirdly shitty with returnal in that way and i i think that that kind of sucks i i people are very much that way with like the dark souls oh stuff. yeah like there was that that famous copy pasta tweet because the mm-hmm. the pc gamer guy wrote about how he used cheat engine to beat it and he's not ashamed and someone wrote like you have no honor you will never <laughs> know i'll have to find it and send it to you later it's one of my favorite copy pastas <laughs> people send it all uh, the time on twitter uh yeah so like i I like returnal it's hard i i think that it would have been better without being a roguelite it is one of the first games that truly showcases like this is a ps5 game um and so that's cool uh yeah and it's house marks like first non like smaller arcadey game it's their first like longer crack at a game and i think they did a good job i think it's really cool that it's really the first triple a uh roguelite game yeah Mm -hmm. um just because like that is traditionally i mean like before that i mean probably uh spelunky i guess probably the most recent one would hades would be like the bit last yeah the best biggest one um and so i i I do think returnal because it reviewed really well and i'm pretty sure it sold very well in comparison to how many people have ps5s um i bet they will do a lot of dlc for it and like so right now Mm -hmm. to me i would say it's like a seven out of ten game probably or three let's let's say three out of five and i think if they added dlc to fix some of the issues that people are having and add more content and diversity it would Mm -hmm. probably go to a four out of five or a five out of five do you think part of the reason why this is getting like so popular is because like people are so starved for next gen games in general Um, if this came out in the middle of like the generation would it be as big of a deal I don't think so, but I do also think it's a good game. So like, yeah. it's one of those things where like everybody bought rise son of Rome on Xbox, sure. but it was like a flawed game and still didn't review super great. But people were like, you know what? It's a launch game, whatever. I, I think returnal is a good game, like on its, on its own merits. I just don't think that mm-hmm. it would have sold as well personally. Um, and, and like, yeah, I, mean, I do think they can do a lot to add to it. Like if they just add content over the course of mm-hmm. it through free updates or otherwise, like I think that, 
wouldn't adding more content just make the runs even longer though it would but it also could just be like oh these are different artifacts or these are different Mm -hmm. guns or maybe you can take a diverging path or something like that um and it doesn't necessarily matter right like if they do add a mid-run save that mitigates that damage uh yeah um but yeah like the patches recently like corrupting people saves and stuff like that is that's Mm -hmm. no good and like they're definitely rushing to get that stuff out there because of certain backlashes and like i'm sure sony's really pushing them hard because it's one of their only first party games uh uh yeah i mean it's their first one since the launch Mm -hmm. and so yeah they're they're definitely uh I, i think they did a good job and um yeah i'm glad yeah by all accounts like playing the game like mm-hmm. minute to minute just the gameplay is amazing yes there are just like issues around the out uh, around it mm-hmm. but yes that's but uh yeah that's that's all you've been playing right yeah that's all i, I mainly played pokemon snap and uh returnal so how many runs have you done uh some, some of them i died like a minute in so <laughs> i would say like 15 20 okay so you've already put quite a bit of time into it then right? yeah i would say like seven eight hours maybe mm. so all right cool mm-hmm. uh that was uh that's yeah we talked about more games than we have talked about in a very in a long very long time, time. And, and i mean like I, we we had stuff to say about them too so well a couple of them like i finished to completion <laughs> so like now i felt like now is a good time to to sit down and talk about yeah, them. yeah where like like resident evil like i said next week i'll have much more of an opinion on yeah, whereas like next week, I don't know that I will have played anything new, so probably just more Returnal. Yeah, probably just more Returnal. Because um, you don't, you're not going to want to hop into anything new, knowing that uh, in one week Mass Effect is coming. Yeah, out. and then after that, I think uh, June 11th would be when Ratchet and Clank and Guilty Gear sure. come out on the same day. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with that, that's uh, it for what we've been playing. And we said we would do an Arkham Asylum spoiler cast. We both played through that. I played through yes. it in one sitting like a true psycho. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and it took me like, I don't even know, it's somewhere between 10 and 11 hours, probably. I probably around 12, 10 to 12 hours. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I took my time and really kind of like did a lot more exploration. Um, I will say before we get into like the spoiler cast, playing this, playing uh dead space not so much but playing this and playing jedi fallen order it made me really appreciate link's awakening Hmm. and the stamp system where i know that that stamp system was from breath of the wild i i realized that but like i just found like the stamp system really works well in like those like metroidvania Mm -hmm. where you're going back into areas yeah to be like Like, i was just like a thing here and i should remember that yeah (laughs) yes because otherwise i have to remember it and like i have the memory of a goldfish So, like, if I can just, like, mark stamps on the map, I, which I'm not complaining, like, that that remake came out in, like, 2019. This game came out in 2010. So, like, I don't think it's fair to put... I'm just saying, like, it made me really appreciate that system. Yeah, yeah. And this one also is a little bit weird because you when you get the Riddler maps, it, like, shows where they are on the map. But they're, like, floating around so you don't ever know yes. exactly where they are. Yep. That I was just like, why, why do this? <laughs> yeah, I yeah why that's but sure sure whatever um but how do you want to do this because like i kind of did like a little type up thing where i just kind of like broke it out into different parts if you want to just kind of have it be a little more structured yeah i mean we can we can do that i mean like i I, this game has way less plot 
than I thought it did in my well, that's brain. why like I I remember was it last week when we did like we talked about Arkham Asylum or two weeks ago yeah and I asked you like Batman or Spider-Man and you were like I think the Batman story is better and I'm like well really? well so like I it's not necessarily that the story is better I think the world is better okay that i can because that i can because arkham asylum is like more just like tightly compact so like you get a lot of story about like um god i can't even think of the the like head guy's name that runs the asylum oh i he's one of the but yeah i know exactly yeah so so like you get more about his family and stuff when you scan Mm. the arkham obelisks or whatever the fuck they're called um and just like seeing like different things from batman like the puppet the gangster puppet that the guy holds Mm. or whatever like you can scan that and like get more about that you like get the uh audio logs of them being interviewed by the psychologists for all the villains like i really like those and i and i always have Yes. Um, uh, and yeah, I mean, like, and we discussed this whenever we did that, just like when we talked about it, it's just like, it's very intimate. It's mm-hmm. it, it because of the nature of it, it is much more intimate than Spider-Man. But like, I still think Spider-Man has a better story, like, like narrative story throughout. That's that's thing. probably but, true. I think I would agree with that. Yeah. But like, but like, we don't need to talk about Spider-Man here. But yes, like, um. I, I the first I just kind of wrote down like some like basically I only, <laughs> I wrote down like gameplay things we can talk about characters bosses but like the first thing I want to talk about is just like the intro to the game mm-hmm. and how, how it is very slow it is very slow and so <laughs> I, but I'm not complaining no, like, no, I'm no, not complaining no, no. like I love the way that this no game I I think starts. it's very cool like you're just walking you you have re mm-hmm. your Batman obviously you've recaptured Joker yes. because he broke out of Arkham Asylum and you are mm-hmm. he's strapped to the gurney and um you're walking with the cops but the moment that I think makes that whole scene for me is when they're waiting for the elevator and Killer Croc comes out and he's just mm-hmm. fucking huge and all the guards yes. are so scared and he like comes up to Batman and talks about how he's gonna like fucking eat his bones and shit or whatever he says mm-hmm. and then they like use the shock collar and it like doesn't phase him very much but makes him leave and like that just gives like a scale of that game like th- at that point I was like oh this is what this game is gonna be like yes. and I think it like follows through on that. Like, I think it still has that same gritty atmosphere the whole way. Like you're just walking through these dingy ass hallways. Someone needs to pay for renovation at Arkham Asylum, Matt. Bruce Wayne, perhaps. I was was going to suggest there's a there's a certain billionaire that could probably afford it. It's just like you're looking at it. The whole place is so fucking dilapidated. And you're like, all right, well, like, are we really trying to rehabilitate these people or what is happening here? He had to put in a lot of money to build a bat cave. That's true. Uh, he can't afford to do both. Maybe. Quincy Sharp is the person, the head oh, person's yes, name that yes. came to me. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I just love that intro. Mm-hmm. And then I agree. Like you, you And you're just like, oh, I'm going to have to to deal with Killer Croc later. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that is, that's some good foreshadowing there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then like the Joker breaks out. And it's all clearly like his plan was to get caught. And like Batman knew that going in. Yeah, yeah. He's like, this was way too easy. So like, but yeah, I just love the way they kind of start and how slow it is. And like, you, I mean, you're just walking so slow, slowly as this whole thing is happening. So yeah, that, that, that is a great intro to a game. 
uh, even though it is a little slow paced and it probably is a good 10 minutes. It is. It is pretty long. Um, but that also after that, it reminded me of the age of Unreal Engine 3, baby. And there mm-hmm. are several reasons for that. The main one is everybody looks like they're on steroids. Like mm-hmm. they're all those like th- except for the women, except for the women and Joker. Uh, well, yep. till a certain point. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But like all the men like when Commissioner Gordon gets captured by Joker, I was like, no way. This is unbelievable. He would just be able to snap the Joker's neck in five seconds. Mm-hmm. He looks like he's so roided out. And like, that's mm-hmm. what those characters looked like. Like that's what a lot of unreal engine characters look like. And it also had that weird shit where you're in a conversation and the camera like pans to their face in a really bizarre way. And they're just standing there soulless and dead eyed. They did that a lot. But the thing that really did it for me, and it's the same in gears of war is the old walk and talk with the mm. earpiece and i was just like oh my fucking god batman i know you got to talk to oracle but like can we run while we do it no 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 you will walk and you will like <laughs> there were a couple moments that reminds me i didn't have it here in my notes but like where batman would be talking out loud or thinking out loud but his lips weren't moving yeah. and i was like they could have <laughs> yeah. taken the time yeah. to animate this yeah, but and I don't know if that was the remake or if that was like the original. Mm, I assume I was probably the original, the original. Yeah, but the old walk and talk, man, that classic yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah. They put their fingers up, excuse me, and you're over. You have to walk slow. That is an Unreal Three hallmark, a staple. Uh, they still do that in Gears I of War. No, well, that's because at this point they have to. You know, they have to. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but then, like right after that, is when you're instantly introduced to the combat. Mm-hmm. And I know we talked about the combat when we went out to dinner mm-hmm. uh, over the weekend, but like it's not as fluid as we remember. No, and I think that, it's not bad. Yeah, no, no, no. Bad. Like it does. It sets the stage for what that kind of the what why people call most combat like that Arkham combat now, right? Mm-hmm. Or Batman combat because it is it is that like it's supposed to be a free flow thing. Um, But like I said to you in my brain, I must have conflated how free flow it was with Arkham City and Arkham Knight, because like Mm. at certain points I would get into a groove and be like, oh, this is cool. And then like a guy would be have the stuff over his head to counter and I would be slightly too far. So Batman just like puts up his arms and it ends the combo. And like, that's a bummer. And, but I get it. Like it was the first game of that type. It's just in my brain. It was flawless combat. And it's just obviously you go back to it with like the modern eyes of like playing Spider-Man or I was going to say playing Arkham Knight. And like, obviously it's not going to be as refined. It's the first one that was like that. Well, and especially Spider-Man where like you, like you web swing over to the people and like that one, you're just like flying all over the place where this one is a little slower. And and even another one is uh, the Middle Earth. Uh, yeah, Shadow, it's just Shadow Mordor. Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War do that same type of combat as another WB yes. game. So it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, like the the it's the combat solid, and you can definitely see where games kind of built off from that. But like, it is not as great as I think we remember. No, but I I still definitely enjoyed it. But it was one of those things where when I saw that the trophy, the highest trophy combo was forty, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I never got that high. Yeah, I, I, I got somewhere in the. 30s. I got to thirty something as well. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's one of those things where it doesn't do a good job of like letting you know that you can use all of your gadgets in combat uh, yeah. it does if you do the challenges like some of them the, the like goals of it will be like oh use the explosive gel in this mm-hmm. combo but like in the regular game the game doesn't like tell you you should do that like mm-hmm. in combat or something so like yeah I, uh, 
other than using the batarang i very rarely use the other stuff in combat you can but it's just it doesn't work super well when it was like the bigger guys i would use the explosive gel on the ground oh that would make sense yeah yeah and then it would blow up because like there's that that perk where you can get like if like someone crosses the explosive Mm -hmm. gel it'll like blow up and then i was able to like attack them so i would do that as like a trap type yeah yeah um and then the other big part of the gameplay is the stealth Mm -hmm. which i still love the stealth in these games because like it is a very active stealth system Mm -hmm. where like most stealth games you're like you're it's more defensive and you're going very slowly where this you you can definitely be much more aggressive with the stealth but even then i don't think i think i was getting it confused with like city Mm -hmm. and uh, uh arkham knight as well where like the gargoyles and doing like the the inverted takedown they have to be at a very specific oh they gotta point. be at a very specific point like there were a bunch uh, of times where i was like i should be able to do this game yes. i don't know what the fuck you're talking about uh, i don't know if like spider-man that's another one where spider-man maybe like it influenced me a little well, bit yeah, as i well, mean espe- especially that. in like miles morales you can glue them to the wall with the web so like you can do those takedowns from anywhere as long as you are yes. on a wall um mm-hmm. but yeah it definitely like that was some of those i was like oh, i don't know game i feel like i could do <laughs> yeah. this one uh, yeah, yeah but i do like like yeah he's weak to guns so you can't just be out there mm-hmm. and it is cool to like sneak around in the floor hatches and then like come yes. out beat the shit out of them or whatever and you're like going through the like the like you're opening those grates, you're pulling like the, the the grate off. And what I like about that is there are times where he just kicks it open, mm-hmm. and then when he wants to be a little stealthier, he like yeah, slowly it takes it off. Yeah. So like I, I appreciate that they took the time and like figured out when it would make sense to do both of those. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then obviously uh, the Riddler trophies yes are uh, a huge aspect of this franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the one where they got like I think the right amount. Yes, this this game has the right amount. We talked about this at dinner as well. Where like yeah, yeah. the first game is like oh it's cool and like I like scanning mm-hmm. the stuff which the game doesn't tell you about. We talked about nope, this because nope. I remember that from the first game because I remember I beat the game and was like what the fuck is this Riddler icon trying to tell me? There is no trophy here. And I was just like fucking mashing the buttons like an idiot. And then I realized like, oh, you hold the detective vision and then it scans the thing. And this game still had bugs. There was one in Poison Ivy's greenhouse that I know was a thing because the the clue was like, oh, who funded the greenhouse? And it is supposed to be a bench that fucking has his parents' name on it. And no matter what, it would tell me the object is obscured. And I was just like, man, Mm -hmm. fuck off game. I know it's this bench. Uh, And so some of that stuff was a little weird. But like, yeah, the game doesn't tell you you can scan like that. No, because like there was like, as you mentioned, like the where you scan and then it like kind of gives the backstory of the, like the Island of the Arkham mm-hmm. Asylum, whatever those yeah. are. Cause like, there's a place where like, I was like, I, I, cause like there was a place where like, you have to like blow up the wall and then it reveals one of those. And I'm like, this is, this is an unlockable. Yes. They wouldn't hide this here <laughs> if it wasn't an unlockable, but I don't know what I'm supposed to do with it. And then eventually, like after I beat the game, I discovered the scanning a lot like you did. And I'm like, Oh, now I know exactly what I was supposed to do in that one area. Cause this is a game that like, I kind of want to go back in 100%. Yeah. So like I did 100% all did. of those in the original. So this time I, I, I wasn't as like keen to go back. 
Um, mm-hmm. I didn't get every Riddler trophy, but I like scanned all the stuff. I found all the Arkham stones mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Which I mean, you get experience. For you do. It, so it's like it, it makes sense to do it in that sense as well. Yeah. So yes. Um, but I also like I do think it's interesting when like because I did go back and I did play a little bit more after I beat the game. Like they don't repopulate the world with enemies. No. <laughs> So you're just kind of running around like freely and don't really have anything to worry about, mm-hmm. which I just found very interesting. Yeah. So the, the Riddler trophies, like you do, some of them are just like collect them, but there are a lot of them to scan these things or do yes. whatever. Um, and at certain points, like you'll just find like a map somewhere and it'll start to show mm-hmm. you where they are on the map. But like, like I said, they're like, yeah, fucking yeah. like jiggling around just enough on the map that you're like, where is this? And it's not super great at showing like if something is like above uh, or below something, mm-hmm. it's just like there on the map. So you're like, is this a, like it's in a random spot? <laughs> yeah. It's all black, and you're like, how am I supposed to figure out? How supposed to get, to get there? One? So there's there is some stuff like that. Um, but yeah, like that was cool. But then in Arkham City, they were like, now there's a trillion. And then in Arkham Knight, you're like, there are fucking too many of these. What? Like hundreds. And then they were like, what if we unlocked the true ending behind all of it? Yeah. And like I said, I told you, I got like mm-hmm. maybe 80 to 90% of them in Arkham Knight. And they just became so fucking tedious and a hassle to figure out the rest of them that I was like, I'm done. I'm surprised you did that. Many. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's I part of me likes it but then the other part of me is like i really wish instead of doing that they just came up with like 10 very clever puzzles so it was so what i like about it in arkham knight was there was a point where after you found enough you actually get to fight the riddler finally in that one because they were like oh this is the end of our trilogy and so like that was the point where i was like i don't know that i care about these anymore (laughs) sure uh but yeah i i just like the the thing I like about that game is mostly the exploration, because like I said, the story yes. really isn't like super overblown. Like it's very you stop the Joker. Right. And you, you come into contact with other Batman villains in the in yes. the process. Um, and so it is like kind of like a Metroidvania in that way where it's like, oh, I can't get to this place yet what do I have to Mm -hmm. do? And it's like, you unlock the explosive gel, you can blow stuff away that way. Um, You unlock like the fucking frequency thing. So you can like hack doors to, to get into other doors and stuff. And like the way everything is so compact and because they have to like gate your progress like that, like there are like four or five buildings on the Island and they each feel like unique within them. And like that, that's what I like about it. Whereas I feel like you lose a little bit of that, like Metroidvania exploration in Arkham city when it's more open world. Like there are still Mm -hmm. points where you go inside buildings to eventually fight a boss, but like the majority of the time you're flying around the city and it's not like there's not many places you can't traverse. Sure. Yeah, it, it, that one you definitely get to use uh, the the I don't know what it's the, the cape mm-hmm. and you get the like float in city, but like in this one it is as as I've said it's much more intimate. It, it but I do enjoy that setting and that and I it that works better for Batman, where an open world city works a lot better for Spider. True. Yes. I I would have preferred more Batman in like Arkham Asylum style, mm-hmm. and maybe it wouldn't be in Arkham Asylum, but they could have just picked like a smaller section of the city and just done that again for you know for the the sequel, and I think I would have liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I do like the fact that it does have that, like, that Metroidvania style. And as as we said, like, I think it it does a good job of being like, there's going to be something here if I mm-hmm. like spend the time. Like, I'm walking these grates, and all they like they, they diverge. They go off so, like, ah, oh, there's a Riddler trophy here. Yeah, there's going to be something here, and if even if it is just a Riddler trophy, I'm going to get like 200 experience for it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like, it'll be worth like taking the extra 10 seconds and getting that trophy. Yeah, yeah. Um. I like the one thing that I didn't care for is like the unlockables in the game. Oh. Like other than like the health, there's a lot of them. You're like these, like I don't even care at a certain point about unlocking these other ones. Yes. I don't know how. So that's the other that. thing is like this. Th- a lot of those skills mm-hmm. don't work the way I remember. So like you get the finisher and it seems yeah. to suck way more than I remember. Like, I remember being able to chain finisher into finisher, but then I was like, oh, no, that's Arkham City, because then you unlock the thing to be able to stock two finishers if you get a 10 mm. combo. And so, like, yeah, there's some. It's like one of them is like, you can throw two batarangs now. And I was like, do I want to do that? Like, does that matter? But what about throwing three? Exactly. You can do that, too. And it's just like, so, yeah, like once I was always like, I'll just get the health upgrade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's uh, that hit a point where I was just like, I'm okay with the health upgrade, and that's probably all. Yeah, and then like and the other ones, I'd just be like, I'll get this because I have a skill point. Um, sure. The, the other one was like, oh, I'm getting like this takes it from like a combo of seven to a combo of five to do the finisher. Yep. Uh, and then like the critical strike after. Yeah, three and then or like the one like you that. like unlock throws or whatever as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it just was one of those things where it was like they didn't really know how to expand on the combat, or they like hadn't had yes. that thought yet. So it, mm-hmm. you can that's another way you can see like oh this was their earliest iteration of this game. Yes. It's not bad. I mean like especially at the no, time no. it was like holy fuck this game's crazy. Like I said that that, yeah, that was mean, the like... first game I ever played on an HD TV to completion myself. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, for 2010, this is definitely one of the best games. And I still would, like, playing through it, I still would say it's probably a top 50 game of all time. No, yeah, I, I think it's excellent still. I think it holds up. And especially, uh, like, uh, I played the it on PS4 like you did. Um, no, I played it on Series, oh, Series, Series, Series X. X, yeah. But, like, so you had the same, like, it was enhanced for PS4, PS4 Pro slash Xbox mm-hmm. One X. And yes. like I, it has the upgraded texture, so it still looks weirdly like more modern than it should. So like sure. it's like, oh, maybe this is a little better than I would have remembered. But you know, I but that I mean that's just the way it looks, and I I don't really care as much about that anyway. No, yeah. The nice thing about the Series X is it was always in quick resume. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yes. See, I didn't have to worry about this played in one sitting. I didn't have to quick resume. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that is your. Quick that was my quick resume. Is I was just like, I'm just gonna do it right now which i think speaks volumes to the game yeah like i just i because i told you i like just was like i'm gonna play for like three hours Mm -hmm. and then it was like five hours later and i was like oh Mm -hmm. wait how far am i into the game and then i like looked Mm -hmm. it up and i was like oh i could just finish this now Mm -hmm. so like i might as well uh and so i I did yeah yeah i mean it's just it's one of those games where it it just kind of goes like Mm -hmm. it's kind of like god of war in the sense that like it there's not really a point where you're like this feels like a good stopping point if you want to just keep going you can easily keep going Mm -hmm. and that is clearly what happened to you so um and then i i think now we'll just kind of move into like the the characters of the game Mm -hmm. like 
uh, Batman himself. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you like? Thoughts on a Batman? And, uh, he's Batman. Like, I, I can't. Mm-hmm. A lot of these characters, I can't just really talk about because it's like sure, sure. they are those characters. Like, Batman is Batman. Mm-hmm. The Joker is Joker. Um, it, it's like the boss well, fights that talk- I think are cool, right? Well, that's what I like. I, when we'll get to like the, I put villains and bosses, and we'll, we can talk about like kind of like the combination of the two. But like Batman, like I like the suit. I don't really like the way he looks, but that's just because like we discussed the Unreal Engine, <laughs> where like it's just like, did he inject all the steroids? Oh, for sure. Yeah. He, are you sure Bane was using the Venom? <laughs> I don't know, dude. Yeah, it's just that I I don't really care for, and that's the same with Jim Gordon. Jim Gordon's just kind of like there. He's so bulky and uh oracle we never see but he talks to oracle quite yeah a bit. so she that was after she barbara gordon gets paralyzed um mm-hmm. and she yeah she is your like telling you where to go and what's going on in arkham mm-hmm. and what's happening in the city portion of it and stuff mm-hmm. but yeah i mean I, I do like it i made the joke about the he has a uh, the a bat cave on arkham asylum just for this entire this in case of this so but yeah um i did like that so then i guess last we'll just kind of get into the various like villains and bosses which i one two three four five six seven uh the the first one isn't too much but it's victor zaz he he plays a very small role you basically just have to figure out a way to get behind him and then just take him out and that and then like that's basically zaz yeah that that was really it um that to most people that was probably like someone they didn't know when they played this game um so that's cool i mean like they put in lesser known villains and there were like references to other lesser known villains like um the long halloween is probably the most famous batman graphic novel where he goes mm-hmm. up against Calendar Man. Well, spoilers, I can't say what actually happens, but he believes he's going up against Calendar Man. And you find Calendar Man's cell and stuff like that, and you can scan it and hear about him, you know? Well, and like Zaz, the most interesting part are just finding the the tapes about mm-hmm. him and just kind of hearing that back. Yeah, like that, that's, that's my like... absolute favorite part of the game is those tapes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's uh, Killer Croc. Killer Croc. Which... People really shit on that area, but it, it's not. Terrible. It's not that bad. Um, I think that it takes like maybe a little bit longer than it should. It's still like 10, 15 It is. It's not, it's not that long. long, but like, I think maybe they could have cut like one of the toxin things you were trying to get or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's like, he's not really necessarily like a boss fight. You fight either you're down in his like lair and you're like trying to walk on wood but that's floating on the water to not make as little noise as possible so he doesn't know where you are and then mm-hmm. <laughs> when he chases you you throw the batarang to electrocute his neck mm-hmm. so he falls in the water yeah and then, and then he falls in and like i mean that it's so easy mm-hmm. and you can move fairly quickly like i never had any no you can also it. just totally fucking run and then it's so you the batarang auto aim so you don't even have to like fucking worry about it if you don't want to yeah like after you chuck the uh, after the chuck the batarang and he falls in like you can just sprint yeah, yeah. for like a good 10 seconds mm-hmm. so like yeah you can it, it's not an interesting boss battle but like it's fun. no it's cool and like that that's another thing where i think like they maybe hadn't perfected the combat yet is because a lot of the boss encounters quote unquote are like not combat encounters really uh, the next one is poison ivy and that one is a little bit more it is yeah um but you're not fighting her per se no you're like fighting her combined with the big plant because her shit gets out into the island and then she 
says the plants are hurting and she wants you to go like make it so that you can get rid of the plants but then she's like oh, i changed my mind the plants are actually psyched about this fuck you batman and then you fight her um and yeah it's like you throw the batarang at the like weak point in the plant and then you just beat the ever-loving shit out of her and you repeat that a couple times um yeah i don't even think it's three i think it's two times maybe so maybe like, it is two but it is like i i think that looks very cool because she's like mm. th- that area is very much more different colored than the rest of the game yes. and so i think i think that's very interesting um yeah she is not wearing pants in that that whole area she does she, she no. does not wear pants um yeah and so like originally she's not even like she, she's not even involved with joker right like she's just like no no I'm here for a different reason. Yeah. She's just in there. And then Harley's just like, I'm chaos and I'm just going to release, release, um, poison Ivy into the world and we'll see what happens. Um, which I guess now we can just talk about Harley. Cause like, she's definitely like one of the most prominent aspects. She is. Yeah. She is like trying to hold you back so that Joker can like prepare his whole plan and she'll get to areas and she'll be like, you're not supposed to be here yet. And Batman is just Mm -hmm. like, dude, I don't care. Just come on. (laughs) Let's get on with this. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, I, her tapes are my favorite ones because they are her when she is, still a normal doctor interviewing the Joker yes. and you like see her turn. Yes. And I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very interesting. Um, and like this depiction and just like the way she looks is very different than like any other before. Right? Yeah. And I think this, she was never really, I don't want to call it sexualized, but like she kind of is. Cause like the way I think about her, like when we were kids and like the, the, the animated show is she was like she wore that like one yeah she onesie wore the too. the whole clown onesie yeah i think it, it's hard to say because now harley quinn is definitely very sexualized in everything yes and i don't know if arkham asylum was the first major portrayal of it like that because it was more like they for sure tried to like reimagine what a lot of the enemies mm-hmm. were like excluding kind of joker um sure. but like yeah like the way killer croc looks the way uh poison ivy looks for sure yeah uh yeah and like i but like this might have been like one of the more like mainstream because i assume this was much more popular than like the comic yeah books yeah for like sure this. so like this is probably one of the more mainstream um depictions of like harley being a little bit more sexualized yeah, yeah. Uh, and then like the other one is riddler which we already kind of talked about the riddler trophies mm-hmm. i don't know if there's really a lot yeah you don't really ever end up this. like fighting him or coming into contact no. like he's just like i love it he when, just pops yeah. in yeah and he just kind of says stuff and then so like then the the next the only other big one besides the joker which we can talk about at the end is uh scarecrow and oh, the, there was the also scarecrow. Bane. oh bane i for, how did i miss bane oops yeah so but to see I mean, scarecrow's uh, parts are awesome like the, those yes. are the parts of the game i probably remembered most freshly mm-hmm. when i played this again um, just because like they happen at ran- like seemingly at random just because of the way his gas works, like just all of a sudden mm-hmm. you'll be like, oh, that's not normal. And then Batman will be like hallucinating all kinds of wild shit. And like, I-, I don't know, it's cool because you're in like this like weird floating vortex. Like it looks like you're inside a tornado or some shit. And Scarecrow mm-hmm. is huge and in the middle and you are just trying to like work your way around him while not getting seen by him so that you can f- shine the uh, bat signal at him to get out of it. 
Uh, mm-hmm. And that is great because you end up just like feeding him to kill our croc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which that was a, oh, that reminds me. Was it Bane? Like, which I guess like also with uh, Scarecrow, but I was like, that's murder. I think it was Bane. Cause like you take your car and you just drive Bane into the water. And I was like, that's murder. Yeah. But Bane lived. It's fine. That's murder. No, he lived, Matt. Well, he did because he's in he's he in did, Arkham he City. Did. Well, like they show at the end, but like at the time, I was like, you just took a car and drove it into a human being, and then just like launched that car. He into knew the he water. would survive, though. Uh, that's murder. No, he knew he would. Survive. That's attempted. He's a big, that's at he's very a big least roided out boy. <sighs> and so that's what I think is cool about a lot of the villains in this game, though, is like they weren't working for Joker, like a majority of them. Like it was, ma- it was well, mainly Harley and Joker doing that. Yes, and like the other big thing is like they're all very unique, mm-hmm. like battles. Even like Harley Quinn was like where she just kept launching people at at you, and then eventually you just kind of grab Harley and just lock her up. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, I like that area too because you see Mister Freeze's cell there, and then you yes. know he is broken out. Um, and you can scan his cell as well, um, and then learn and then about you, him. Yeah, and then you fight him in Arkham. You State. do, uh, uh, but yeah, like the Scarecrow, like it, it's very interesting because that's another one where it's like two D stealth, mm-hmm. and like that's a very unique, uh, you know, experience. It is, yeah. And then Bane, I think Bane's was like probably like the most traditional, traditional boss fight, minus, and I think it's also like trying to teach you how to like fight the final boss but also the like weird titan freaks joker makes so like Mm -hmm. that that is the crux of the story is joker wants to like fuck with batman by locking him in arkham asylum but he is using a drug that one of the doctors had developed for him because he paid her and then she realized like oh i shouldn't be doing this and tried to get out of it but she she couldn't uh properly it was called titan and it's basically you just like inject it into people and they get big mm-hmm. and bulky like Bane. He was actually like holding Bane captive to like try to do experiments on him to like figure out how the stuff, his venom was working or whatever. Um, and yeah, like, so then we're at the final boss, right? Which is, which boss. is Joker. Um, and it's right. one of those things where it's like, oh, you like in my brain, because most of the bosses you didn't fight the first time I played this game, I was like, there probably won't be a final encounter in this game. Like, I bet you will just get to Joker, get him and the game will be over. But then when he gets, well, first he injects you with it, right? And nothing happens because Batman overpowers it. And then he uses the antidote on himself and Joker uses it on him, uses the Titan on himself and becomes big and fucking gigantic. And then you Mm -hmm. do end up fighting him. Um, And it, that's what's weird is like that fight is basically the same as Bane and you fight some people that Joker injected with Titan earlier and it's basically that fight, but he's bigger. Yeah. Which you don't even really fight him. You fight the, the, the grunts and then you just kind of pull Joker down like three times. And And then that's like shit out of him. It it is one of the more, uh, like I think it's the least interesting of all the bosses Mm -hmm. in the game. Unfortunately. Um, I don't know if you remember the end of Arkham City, but I think that Joker fight is much more interesting. Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, and then the uh, ending is, you know, 
why why yeah, that yes. game. Um, yes. but yeah, like I, I just do think like even though most of the bosses quote unquote aren't like traditional fight them, they're all mm-hmm. unique and like they're all yes. in cool, interesting areas. And I think like that's a part of this game just has a lot of good atmosphere. Like it, mm-hmm. it does a very good job and like the way everything is so dilapidated, the way it uses a very specific color palette for most of the game, like it all just feeds into a very believable I mean, space. Even like we we touched upon those first 10 minutes of the game, like those first 10 minutes really set a tone for mm-hmm. the entire game. And it, it goes throughout the whole thing. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they had a clear vision. They never really waste your time. Nothing ever feels padded nope. out. It's just a very tight, well-crafted experience. And then there's like, if you want to, you can do the fight challenges. Um, yes. And that, that'll unlock you some extra stuff and maybe get you some trophies or whatever. I think you unlock some cost skins or costumes because mm-hmm. a lot of those were DLC. Um, yeah. One weird thing is like, I'm because I'm in a couple different discords and like it's a hockey discord, but like there's a gaming section. And someone like mentioned that they recently played this game and they're like after 30 hours i beat it and i just wanted to be like what did you do for the 30 hours what did you do for the 30 hours i beat it in one I, sitting dog i didn't want to like be mean and like start asking questions but like i just like how did you get i guess if you do all the challenges and everything Maybe. you could probably get like i have no idea but i'm like what were you doing for 30 hours i uh because like as i said like i both of us and i feel like i took my time with yeah. it it was maybe like 12 hours yeah so i, I don't know but yeah i i very positive i i i have this is just a just a well-crafted mm-hmm. game unfortunately they've never really rock steady like they've i think they've gotten kind of worse with every game uh yeah i would say that might be true um other than the combat i think the combat steadily improves every game but i think just like they do lose a little bit of the atmosphere every time like i think the bosses get less interesting every time (laughs) like i i think some of them are better traditional boss fights in arkham city but i just think overall they're a little bit less interesting for sure yeah because like i mean like rocksteady has done the three games and like this last one has been in development hell for a long time to the point where it's not even coming out this year or next suicide squad yeah i think it's like 2023 oh yeah so like yeah that's because it was 2015 was arkham knight Mm -hmm. so eight years is a very long time to release one game it is um yeah, but I mean, like, like I said, this game I think still holds up, uh, and yeah. it it is fun, and like it, it did set the standard for like, oh shit, we can make licensed games, and if they're good, people will pay for them. <laughs> Which I think what helps is like this didn't have to like follow some movie; mm-hmm. it could just be its. It own could be thing. its own thing, and I think that was very important for it, for sure. Yes, mm-hmm. and it also helps uh, that you are owned by the company that <laughs> makes Batman and owns the license. So you yes, don't have yes. to like, be like, can we do this? It's like you own the mm-hmm. license. Who fucking cares? You do go buck wild. I will. I assume like they did have to work with DC. I would, I would bit, assume they like, had to work with the DC comics. So quite a bit, but like, I bet they weren't like, no, you can't have Batman punch this man and stuff like that. Like, you know, Disney is notoriously bad, at bad with yes. that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah i mean I, that, that's yeah. all i got i think about it yeah uh but yeah i mean i think that's a 
that that's all I really had noted. Yeah. Um, because really, I mean, like when you really break down what happened from point to point in the game, it's just kind of bouncing around from boss area to boss area, which we kind of just like touched upon. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think that'll probably do it for this episode. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's wild. I do not want to talk about Giant Bomb next week. Uh, my cry on this <laughs> podcast. Uh, but <laughs> especially if I watch the stream to their final stream together today. Holy shit. Um, anyways, my brother's dog is scratching the ceiling and it's very loud down here. Um, but yeah, that, that'll do it for us this week. It was cool to play a game that we both were able to play through and like talk about. And just because it is such a like important game, I think, I, there, there is like a lot to say about it. And it's like, I think it's cool to yeah. look back at it and be like, oh yeah, still rules. Yeah. I wouldn't mind doing like a couple of these a year yeah. where we go back and replay. Like, I don't want to do anything that's like super long, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like this, like like a 15 hour or less, like it could be fun mm-hmm. to do this. Um, so yeah, that'll do it this week. As always, the theme song is Sting Operation by the band Anamanaguchi. Excellent chiptune band. You should check them out. Uh, and we will catch you guys next week where maybe you'll hear me cry on the podcast. So uh, <laughs> see you then. Peace out. Mm-hmm.